Welcome to an angsty reboot of the Screen Blend podcast, possibly too soon after the original. My name is Connor McKenzie. I'm joined by Mr. Jack Mason. Hello, everyone. And Mr. Will Cutts. Well, good afternoon. Good evening, Jack. Good night. This Bottom. is a little behind the scenes. <laughs> this is the third time we've tried to record this episode. First uh, yes. time, Jack didn't have his headphones plugged in. Second time, his microphone wouldn't work. Yeah, it's not my night already. So uh, that bodes well. It does, especially yeah. yeah. I always say third time is a charm. It is. It is. And we're a Touchwood trio of charmers. Yeah, hey. absolute <laughs> trio of charmers right there. Um, Today's a bit of a, I will not say special episode, but it's an episode I've been looking forward to doing for a little while. Um, we've talked about it a couple of times on the show, but this... It's this amazing episode. we've got to this episode. Nice. Let's see what you did there, Jack. You got a pun for us? Um, no, no, I'll come I up with so. one. Trust me, I my puns come quick and fast. Sometimes so. when we're sort of working out which episode we want to do, it's a web of lies between the three of us. That um, one's a bit of a stretch. It's yeah. A bit of a stretch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just trying to put that in there somewhere. But no, this <laughs> we're doing a uh, we're doing a deep dive. On the amazing Spider-Man films, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films, which I've been uh, trying to get these guys to do for a little while now because I believe they're a bit underrated. I think they get a hard go, these films. I I think, in short, before we really get into them when we go into news, but I I think the first one is underrated, Mm. and I think the second one is fine but disappointing. Okay. Mm. It does get a fairly tough rap, though. Yeah, it does. But right. more to come, anyway. More to that's come. Just yeah, so that's tease. just a little tease. That's so. a good mm. tease, Jack. You're so good at radio. You are. Yeah. Oh, God. Almost you think you've done a course or yeah. something. I know. Who would have thought? I know. Do you get a piece Three of paper from that? a course? Do you get a piece of paper from that course? Yes, I do. I have oh. an official certificate. Is it yeah. framed on the wall? Uh, it's somewhere under many piles of rubbish and paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. Valuable <laughs> certificate, clearly. Very, very valuable. It is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so if you haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, or if you haven't seen them in a while... Give it a pause. Yeah. Duck over. Give it a watch. It's only five hours. Or five yeah, hours, five of your hours life. probably. Yeah, whatever. Then come back and join the conversation. Uh, first and foremost, though, guys, what's been happening? Just in life. Yeah, I don't know. In general. What's the, Jack, what's the weather like? Uh, it's dark. It's very cold in Adelaide. We had our coldest May, uh, I think, in a long time. Coldest May morning. Okay. And night, I think, last so week. So it's getting, it's getting a bit chilly. Getting crisp. a bit chilly. Are yeah. you guys winter or summer people? What's your what's your mar- what's your season? I like summer activities, but I like winter clothes. So Agreed. Yeah. I think it's easier to look better in winter. Yeah. So yeah. if I could do my summer activities in winter clothes, uh, you'd like to be perfect. You want to go <laughs> swimming in jeans. <laughs> what about autumn or spring then, Jack? <laughs> ah, the in-betweens. Yeah. They're just kind of more or less more summer or more winter, no one ever in my counts opinion. autumn or spring. They're just... Extra yeah. winter and extra summer. Yeah, with a bit of leaves and a bit of pollen. Yeah. yeah. Jack, are you going Neither to... Neither of them good for my Jack, allergies. can I ask you a serious question right now? We all know you love a chicken chip. Would you like to give me a bit of notice to turn your microphone down when you do go to... Or at least no. move it away from your face. Jack, Jack, so the idea is if you... By still throwing... This is like the old movie theatre trick. It's like you're trying to be quiet, but you might as well make as much noise quickly and get it done, like pop open. I do, quickly hit the popcorn where yeah, in the cinema. The popcorn's rustling, yeah, but the problem the is then spots. you were nibbling on said chip while the microphone's still Into next your to your microphone. You. So next time if you want to have a chip, can you, can you do like... you a sneaky wink and you can... No, no, no well, I, I think we have to have a sound for it. So you... you <laughs> the crunch of the chip. Yeah. No, I don't know. You may like a car or something in the pod, just in the middle of the podcast. I feel like that's more distracting yeah. than the chip. <laughs> I don't know. Right. The whole, is, the is there a bird at loose in the studio? Just... Just you got to give me a heads up so I can turn your mic down at least. Okay. Um, and then, is that any noise about the apartment building? Yeah, that sounded something. Sounded like a horn went off. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Anyway, no, we're fine. We're, um, we're surviving. Um, no, just give me notice when you want to have a, yeah. a chip from the Natural Chip Co. Shout yes. out Natural Chip Shout Co. Out. What is everyone's favorite? So we're going to get into the podcast <laughs> in a second, but we, this is the this is, the this is how it's supposed to be. Jack, you're a chicken. You're a chicken crinkle cut man. Correct, Connor. 
I'm big on the cheesels at the moment. Oh, cheesels okay. uh, again, okay. underrated. I think they're one of the best chips. Yeah, I could easily smash a box of those. Um, but yeah, like chicken or barbecue chips are probably the yeah. the other standard flavor. It's got to be crinkle cut though, doesn't it? Yes, hands down. Yeah, something about it. Yeah. I'm a crinkle. You? crinkle cut. That one I gave. What was the brand? We uh, it was like matured cheddar Ch- and chives. chives. Yeah, that's that was actually very, quite nice. Tyrrell's it's a bit smoky. It's a Tyrrell's, Tyrrell's brand. Very good. Mm. See, I don't usually uh, ve- vary that often. I'm like Red Rock or yeah. Smith. No, or actually Light and Tangy. Light and yeah. Tangy thins. Yes, yeah. I think thins. The, they might be the goat. Thins chicken. Yeah, the Tyrrells mm. are expensive, but then they'll occasionally um, be on half price, and then they become a reasonable price. That's when chip. you jump on them. That's that's a good chip. Um, but I was going to make a segue. I got nothing. Let's go news. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what if? What if? What the Marvel if? series has been confirmed to come in uh, August this year, the Marvel What If series. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, so it's been confirmed to be released in August. They haven't given us an exact date, but it's coming out at that time. Uh, summer 2021. What's there? There somewhere. So, yeah, August time. Uh, yeah, so... I'm thoughts? excited. I'm, yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool with this. I like animated shows. Yeah. And let's go to the original voice cast. Mm. And why not do something wacky? You know? yeah. mm. I'm a bit divided. I, I huh. haven't been really been keen on this show. You guys might have to persuade me come August. I think it's just coming down to my whole thing that I still believe they're doing is there will be a Marvel show literally released every week at some point. Mm. Give or take the in between the shows to catch up. But they'll just want to have a bit of content out there. And I'm, Animation is an expensive thing still to make, but it's probably not as expensive we know as live they're action. Pro- they must be paying more for the cast than anything. Yeah. I reckon mm. these guys, though, are sort of, yeah, they're just getting bank at the moment. <laughs> and they can try things. Yeah. Like this is uh, this is probably an experiment for yeah. them. Mm. And if it goes really well, yeah, then they can keep pumping it out. It's also toys. It's a lot of different toys they'll make out of this. Zombie Captain America toy. Yeah, or they'll have that. There's some new pop figurines. Yeah, Captain yeah. Britain. They'll have all those ones. Yeah. Different Iron Man. They'll be able to make toys from it. So that was the little thing um, that I just wanted to say at the start. Now, segueing from toys, uh, we've all wondered, and you wondered, Jack, massively, with the Eternals teaser trailer released last week or the week before now, give or take. Last week. Last week, last yeah. Because I was still in, stuck inside when we were talking about it. Yes, correct. So when, when that trailer was released, we were like, where have the Eternals been? Mm. What have they been doing mm. in this time? Uh, then all this stuff's been happening on Earth. So a leaked toy. Now, this is leaked. Ooh. So this is, could be spoilers, but I feel like this will be sort of I've probably given away in the next trailer because I think people are going to start really asking these questions of where these people have been. Uh, this toy has said, uh, this is quote, living on Saturn's moon Titan, oh, Titan, the Eternals protect Earth from the Deviants and all other forms of cosmic evil, the description said. Uh, this much-anticipated next big blocks, blo- 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 <laughs> blockbuster from the Marvel Cinematic Universe is sure to have fan- fans clamouring for more. Didn't really need to say that last bit. But what does Titan re- remember you of, Jack, in Marvel movies? Uh, Thanos' home planet. Yes. So, was it a planet or was he on Saturn's moon in that? I can't even remember if yeah, it, Titan. It, it was Saturn's sure moon. It, was. it wasn't just like a separate planet called Titan. So, yeah, I think because Thanos is part eternal or sort of yeah, ish. But he's got the deviant gene, that's why he looks like a yeah. purple Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> so it's all sort of connected now. But what is the reason? Is Were they waiting or were they with Thanos or were they uh, – at what point did they leave – Titan, essentially, where have they been? Like these are questions asked, but it gives us an idea, sort of updating a little bit of the Eternals' lore. Mm. Yeah, I reckon. Do you, do you reckon that's more of just like a background of them, not so yeah. much? I reckon they've still been on Earth the entire time. Time, yeah. But this is just a bit like a 
a little tease. Yeah. It's like they're trying to tie it in a bit more with yeah. Thanos and everything, which is good because I think that makes sense to sort of that gives them a stake in all this. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's like why are they turning up now? Yeah. So no, no. still interested. I'm still yeah. very curious to see how this all works. Jads. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I'm keen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that there was. I was reading some stuff online, and they're really trying to stop these toy leaks. But it's it's the hardest thing to do because this stuff would have been in production f- for so long. It takes a while to make toys. Yeah, and these cardboard boxes and all these things. Because I think even Chang Chi, as we know, has had a lot of things leaked through you toys. Chang Chi, Chang Chi, Chang Chi, Chang 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 Chi. Something know. I would say. Come yeah, on. sorry, um, my nose is a little off today. Oh. Um, no, no, yeah. You hate to see it. Get a test. Yeah, I'm waiting for the test to last the game tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just announced that. That's probably worse. Um, no, yeah, I think there's a lot of toy leaks at the moment that Marvel's trying to stop. That's probably their biggest leak at the moment is sort of random toy toy leaks with costumes and sort of well, final phases of movies in like Lego and all those sort of things. I think that's, we got a bunch of glimpses of all the Eternals yeah. in costume through yeah. the toys, right? So, yeah. uh, It's there and thereabouts. Now, this is one we did not see coming, boys. Mm. Uh, Craven the Hunter, we knew this movie was coming. A lot of people were saying Jason Momoa. Jack Mason. Uh, Jack Mason yep, was a I chance. Was in the cast, yeah, yeah you, you were a chance to, to play the lead there. But no one, and I think no one in any shape or form, had Aaron Taylor Johnson as being cast in the lead. Now I can see it. Now they've done like, because he sort of has that look. He hasn't, he didn't look like Quicksilver really, like he dyed his hair and all those things. But in this year, I can see it. Just again. Have you got some t- photo of him all bearded and whatnot? Yeah, I'll find it. I'll show looking, you. Looking a bit more like a wild man. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what was the last thing I saw of him? It was probably Godzilla, right? And he kind of had, you know, beard, big buff man. You yeah. could probably, you could probably, I can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is quite buff now. You think of Kick-Ass when I think of him. You know, this you little scrawny just, dude. Like that, oh, yeah. That, for me, like that image, you can sort of see. It's just anyone with a beard. Weird face he's pulling. Yeah. But and remember, then, he like was that. in Tenet, too. Oh, kind of. fan so art. Fan art always helps. I love him. a good fan art. Oh, he, he was, was in Tenet. That's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what was the last thing yeah, I saw of him. I was wondering about that. But so that's that's I think from a tenant premiere. But you go like he can grow that sort of beard, has that look. Yeah. And again, they're casting a younger actor or youngerish can play this role for a while. Like thirty now. Yeah. He's he's one of the only ones who still was dating a very old lady. Yeah. Mm. I'm pretty sure they got divorced. Did they? I'm pretty sure. I think I remember hearing that somewhere in a Who magazine somewhere. Who magazine romance bastard. He's only thirty. He's been around for ages. I know he did a young. Like to kick ass when he would have been eighteen or what? Was it eighteen when he did kick ass? Yeah, it doesn't ten. Yeah, it would have been nineteen. Cool. Uh, yeah, he kind of rose pretty quickly, and then I think he I mean, kick ass was his big thing. Yeah. I don't know what he was in between that and like Godzilla and Avengers. That's still together, Connor. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Just don't excuse don't me. Trust excuse those me magazines. How dare I doubt love? <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. trust those magazines, my friend. That's good. Uh, but no, in short. But, Despite the fact that he's already been in the MCU, I actually really like this casting if he hadn't been in the MCU already. If he hadn't been. No, I still like the casting, but I think I can see general pub, like, punters being like, well, he's already playing a character. How does this work with the multiverse? Okay. Unless he has come from a part of the multiverse. They can play multiple roles. Yep. He's not coming back as this previous character. No, there hasn't been a Craven in the films. <laughs> no. And Which, he's, yeah, he's not coming back as Quicksilver at this point. Yeah. And he could probably play both because they... If he's got big a big old bushy beard, like and what the hell was that? That's a big old bushy beard from Hot Fast. Um, so Craven is oh, what yeah. someone who <laughs> hunts down people and he really wants to hunt Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, so he's a he's like a professional hunter or something mm. that's made he hunts all sorts of dangerous game. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what, the Spider Man is my next challenge. 
And I think he, he kills him at some point. Or no, he, oh, because there's that infamous storyline where he, I think he takes over Spider-Man's like he takes his costume and starts being Spider-Man for a while. He's wearing yeah. the black suit. Yeah. Um, and Spider-Man has to like crawl out of a grave or something. Wow. Yeah. So dangerous. Yeah. I still don't think, you know, he's a very no famous Spider-Man villain. You know, you go Venom, you go Green Goblin, yeah. Doc Ock. Yeah. It's probably Sinister a few more six and, and then Craven the yeah. Hunter. So it's a bit of a strange pick. Um, but I guess uh, between this Morbius and Venom 2, yeah. <laughs> which one are you more excited for? To be honest, to be honest with you, this is Neither. probably the one I'm most excited <laughs> really? for. Really? Because Morbius doesn't interest me that much. No. Venom 2 doesn't because I don't really didn't really like the first. Yep. And what I've seen of the second feels like we're just trying to make a quick quick dollar. Yeah. By throwing this together, and they still don't understand the tone, and we'll talk a bit later about tone in Spider-Man movies, but mm. I, I just don't think they know. Now, again, if they're going dark, but then that's what I liked about the first Venom. This second one looks like it's up and about and lively, yeah, with a little hints of like some dark parts. But no, I think this this Craven could be really interesting how they do it. And oh. if No Way Home really does mix up the universe, then Spider-Man might make an appearance. Yes, yeah, and that storyline could. Possibly become a reality. Yeah. Who knows? Great transition, yeah. Mr. Mason, because it mm. came out, um, I think a, an executive at Sony yes. came out um, and basically sort of indicated that uh, Spider-Man No Way Home or Spider-Man 3 yeah. um, is going to kick off a shared sort of Marvel Universe yeah. and there is some sort of plan to connect the MCU with Sony's yeah. Spider-Man Universe, which includes Venom, Morbius yeah. and... Uh, What's Craven the Hunter? Yeah. Jesus, we just talked about that. Um, yeah, so he says there is actually a plan. I think now maybe it's getting a little more clear for people where we're headed, and I think when No Way Home comes out, even more will be revealed. Um, so maybe this is how they introduce Craven. Maybe Craven's whole yeah. thing is that he's hunting Spider-Man in his movie, because I think it's yeah. how else do you introduce him on his own? You have to have him out Because his whole purpose, I mean, from his introduction, was hunting Spider-Man. Yeah. So it's a bit weird for him to just be, here's a movie about a hunter. Yeah. yeah. He's hunting yeah. things. Well, we, in the end, Sony, I think we spoke about this a fair amount of episodes ago, but Sony have changed the name of their stuff to remove Spider-Man from it. So they're saying it's the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters because they're saying they have over 900 characters that they can use. Oh, that's right, the Spunk. The Spunk uh, universe, but they can't, they don't want to say Spider-Man in it because they don't have, that. they do have his rights. It's not but all them. It's just there. So it's all these additional characters that they think they can tell stories to and, and then how they connect um them there. So obviously we had Venom, the second Venom, Morbius, Craven. Uh, we've got a Madam Web movie apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a Jackpot, that untitled Olivia Wilde, uh, a Nightwatch movie. Uh, so coming. So mm. There's a lot of stuff there, but I, I feel like this could be a really successful, I know I'm even segueing off a little bit, yeah. but a really successful smaller budget, like when they do horror movies with a horror movie makes $100 million or $5 million. This could be a movies that are on $40 million, that mm. $50 million. Do you think that's what Sony wants to do, though? No, I don't think they're. I think they're going to over. But I don't think people care for a Madam Web movie. No, but I if don't. they, or I don't think people care for a Morbius film. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then I, I'm just going to look here. I don't think it will tell me how much. Morbius I think is Morbius going. might have a bit more sort of appeal, just because it's like a vampire movie, and there's kind of a you know people do like people vampires even things? like Jared Leto that much? Is like he's not that big a name as an actor. Uh, yeah, I think he's sort of missed his sort of prime yeah. opportunity when he won the Oscar and stuff. Would have been the prime. Moment to have him. What, Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. yeah. So you could have had Oscar mm. winner Jared Leto is mysterious vampire with a yeah. weird nose. I swear when that trailer came out, though, what, three or two years ago now? Yeah. He was a bit hotter property than he is now. Yeah, the Joker always mm. stuffed him up, I think. Mm. True. 
Yeah. Um, so it's a weird one. Like we've had, obviously there's, it's in the Morbius trailer. Yeah. What is it? Uh, Michael Keaton pops up at the end. Yeah. So we know these things are already linked somehow. So I guess it's just finally figuring out how exactly yeah, they are linked. No Way Home does it. Is it yeah. dimensions or is it yeah. just like this is happening in another part of the world somewhere yeah. that they haven't acknowledged Spider-Man mm. yet for whatever reason? The, the, the latest rumor is though that we'll be getting some form of the Sinister Six. And they'll all be like from different dimensions? That the, they're trying to, Spider-Man's trying to get them home. Yeah. That's his thing is he's trying to get them back and it's not, they haven't come to him, or like in, he's, like, not, he's stuck, not stuck. Gone, it's everyone yeah, else. Everyone else is stuck, and it's even those Spider Man are coming through into his universe. Yep. So that's something that actually really gets. That's probably better than him bouncing around or these different ones. So I, I don't know, and whether they then get stuck. Yeah, would would be very. Yeah, maybe this know. is how they sort of ride him out of the MCU for yeah. a little bit. They're like, okay, we're going to have him for a bit. Yeah, you can have him in a few years. I think they say this is a moneymaker, though, and if they can have it connected, I think there's a chance that Sony and Marvel might come together at some point soon. Maybe. And really connect these characters. But they'll have to just be sort of loosely based mm. because I, I don't see Marvel wanting... They're not premier Marvel characters that the MCU would want to focus on. I think Marvel would on. want Venom if they could have their oh, chance. They could, they, yeah. They'd definitely grab him. And whether they do that and then they go, well, we can connect him into this stuff. Yeah. And I think people would also be fine with if the second Venom just was like, it's the same actor. We're just going to take Tom Hardy into our universe now and we want to use him and you just do his own sort of stuff. Soft so, reboot or something. Yeah, sort of yeah. soft reboot. Uh, next is, well, we're going to talk Spider-Man a lot later. Um, uh, Joker, Todd Phillips, sign on to co-write the sequel. We'll just make this quick. Yes, it's good he's still there. If we're going to make a second Joker, do we need it? No, but... Nah, but cohesive vision, I guess. So yeah. at least it'll, you think it'll be tonally similar, follow-on at least pretty yeah. well. I know, Jack, you weren't a huge fan of the first one, Joker. Uh, no, no, I thought it was too dark. Does anything interest you about the sequel? Or? Uh, no, it doesn't. No, not Just at all. Not sold at no. all. Oh, yeah. This first one didn't sell me in any regard. Uh, don't get me wrong, it was a good movie and I see why people appreciate it. But the dark path that went on, how serious, and some of the violence, just a bit off-putting for me. Okay, interesting. Very uh, divided film. Biggest, I think I've never mm-hmm. really seen a more modern movie divide people so much between loving and hating yeah. it. And it was very, around. like, I think it was, yeah, especially the subject matter and the way they handled sort of the depiction of, I guess, mental illness That's in true. a way, and, you know, that was uh, probably yeah. the most divisive thing about it. And, yeah. Which I... You know, to its credit, I guess it's being talked about and it sparked a discussion. It does anyway. That's a that's a it's a podcast for another time. Some people are also saying there's a chance that it could be a completely different. Actually, that would be Joker. So you just they make he makes another Joker movie of someone else being the Joker. Yeah, as they've obviously released the three Jokers story in the last last bit of time. Could that, it be something different? That would actually be really cool. Like leaning into the fact that there is no one Joker, Joker origin story. So we're going to make another origin of another Joker, it's and this could be a days. fun, yeah, a fun mm. out there. It's just a crazy clown. It's like a crazy clown. Another one. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's something there. Uh, well, again, we'll make this quick. Uh, again, Chris Hemsworth has skipped uh, Arm Day. He just released a photo <laughs> with Tyker, uh, confirming that filming had finished. On Thor, Love and, Love and Thunder. His arms are huge. Uh, humongous. <laughs> it was National Don't Flex Day, so they weren't flexing. Even still. It was, oh, he was, they were so clearly flexing. Those two <laughs> look hilarious together, like they have way too much fun. I didn't realise Tyker's actually like in, in this movie. He's in yeah. costume in this photo, so he's obviously got some sort of cameo. Yeah, Cork's back. Yeah, but was he in a mocap suit or was he in, he was in like something no, that was, else? That was a, that's the mocap suit. Oh, I okay. Yeah. I thought it was just another costume. No, I think so that's his mocap suit. That makes so, more sense. Uh, yeah, I'm... Um, 
this just yeah. again cool. It's so cool. It's definitely on on plan for its May release date. Trailer, yeah. please. Mm. Um, did you guys <laughs> see the Seriously. interesting photos of Taika, Rita Ora? You would have. This you seen them? Celeb yeah, gossip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know there were a thing. Apparently, Taika's yeah. a bit of a party boy. Yeah. Fine. Good Fine. on him. But also, play Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson. Apparently, what had to the, get re- the, we're devolving into entertainment, <laughs> like yeah. E Daily or whatever the <laughs> hell it is. Uh, yeah. Apparently, he got Mar- Marvel or Disney had to tell him to rein it in because yeah. he was like, "That's not very family friendly." Yeah. <laughs> again, pa- this just shows again that Australian media in those sort of tabloid media, yeah. we don't have these big stars here that often. So that's True. why we get so up and about. Like Natalie Portman's at Coles. Like, what? whoa, what wow. What is she buying? Whereas over in the States, that's all the time. And on yeah. some clickbait websites, that photo still gets out there. But we get that on our main news. So it's like, my God. like It's on the Today Show. It's on the Today Show. Like, whereas right now, I'm like, they're just sitting on a balcony. Again, probably not there's the best spot to be having your little... Your Whatever. Little, your little... Let them live their life, though. Oh, go go your hardest. Tyke it. Good on you. Um, (laughs) But again, I just think it's hilarious that the Australian media and public are, like, all over the top with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Next, we've got a new Pokemon game, Chats. Yeah, so Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. Very creative there. Um, They've just been announced uh, to be releasing on Nintendo Switch on November 19th. And then the secondary Pokemon game, almost starting its own... The more exciting looking The more one. exciting looking Pokemon game. Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus. Yes, thank you. So that's uh, aiming for a January 28th, 2022 release date. So a little, actually, no, tw- I keep forgetting 2022 is next year. Yeah. Yeah. We're, nearly, we're nearly there. Six months away. Not Jesus really Christ. that long. Um, so they're, you know, apparently everyone's very excited for those. Not so much the remake of Diamond and Pearl. I, I think a lot of people think they look not much different from the originals. Yep. Bit of a graphical update, but the new one, Arceus um, Legends, people are very keen for. It's an open world Pokemon game. Yeah, it looks way different. Essentially what people and fans have been wanting for about 25 years. So Fingers crossed. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, exciting. Um, sort of tied into that, uh, more rumours about the alleged Switch Pro. It's not its actual name, or it might be. Um, but there's a whole bunch of new rumours swirling that apparently it's going to work on... Producing these things is going to happen as soon as July and could be released in September of or October this year and it could be revealed before E3 this month, which is in like two weeks. So mm. we could potentially, if you believe all the rumours, it's gonna we'll be hearing all about a new console in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, reported by Bloomberg, it's going to be likely priced higher than the current Switch um, and it might happen the, the timing of the event before E3 so they can really just hog all the headlines. They don't have to share any space with anyone, let all the publishers show off. Um, yeah, it's supposed to have a bigger screen, faster graphics processing, 4K resolution possible in the dock. So mm. I think we've talked about it before. Any any interest in it? Well, it looked like it was leaked on Amazon, whether it was yeah, confirmed like or not. Yeah, in Brazil or Germany, there was a listing yeah, or something. Yeah, and it looks very purple. Um, bigger screen looked pretty cool, but oh, there was, was an actual a, image. Yeah, whether it's just a prototype or a fake image for the time being, yeah, it looked very legit, um, and quite cool. But at this stage, it's just a grain of salt from that image. Yeah, so I don't know if it's worth the upgrade. It depends, I guess. What? Hopefully, they don't do the Nintendo thing like they did with the 3DS, where they Breath of the Wild Two comes out in the new Switch, but it's new, only on new Switch. Yeah, only yeah. on new Switch. Which that, is, I think that would upset too many people. I think it's a stupid things. move as well because mm. there's so many Switches already out there. I think. It doesn't make any sense, but no, you know, if it's no. it might things just might run a bit better. Mm. 4K, if you're into that, great. Mm. But <clears throat> I probably won't upgrade. No, I wouldn't upgrade either, unless yeah. I was knowing this was going to be out for many years to come mm. and to be worth it. 
But if they're going to release a full-on Switch 2 or something down the line, I'll hold that, off. Yeah, more for that. Right. The same reason I didn't buy like a PS4 Pro. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If this You've is just going to be a halfway point. I've got point. a Switch. Yeah. Oh, I probably need to start getting more games on it. I, yeah. I went through a period last weekend and I was like, what do I play? Like, obviously, I'm still waiting for my PS5. Um, still? Yeah. I, I'm going to call up. I was going to call up today and then I got busy. But yeah. I just want to call up and be like. In other news, there's a huge influx coming in this week in yeah, Australia. Yeah. So. so I think that mm. might be when I was getting it. I think I was late to that last batch of pre-orders. You're on the end of the so list. So I think I'm on yeah. the end of the pre-order list. Um, no, I, I do love my Switch. I don't play it enough. Same. I still look at it as a uh, a co-op or slash I've got friends over console. I yep. don't look at it enough as I'm going to play this next game by myself. I probably should. Mm. But a lot of the games there I like are co-op games. Or party games. Party Mario games. Kart. Yeah, Mario, Mario Party. Yeah. Yeah, the Marvel one I enjoyed, but then halfway through it, I was like, oh, "This this is kind of boring by myself." I forgot that came out. I was kind of tempted, but it's, it's actually it's really fun. But yeah. I think it would be heaps better as just to pick up and play. Just smash the, the three fun. of us are here. Cool, let's let's play for an hour, yep. and we can all. Yeah, I have, there hasn't been a game on Switch that I've really been like, I didn't want to play this. Yeah. Last one was probably Hades, and yeah. played that to death. Um, so I'm waiting for that next big thing, yeah. which hopefully comes out yeah. at E3. Yeah. Fingers crossed for Metroid Prime Four. Yeah. Um. But yeah, wait and see. So, but yeah, who knows? New console yeah. already. Maybe they're just trying to compete with the PS4 and oh, sorry, PS5 now. I, I think that console will always have a place. It's a different in, thing. It, it it has a different market, and I think it is everyone's. Why it does so well, I still think, is you're unlike Jackie. You're either Xbox or PlayStation. Yep. And then your Switch if you're a gamer. Not many people get Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. Yeah. No, because you get an Xbox, Xbox and a Switch, yeah. Yeah, you get an Xbox mm. and a Switch, you get a PlayStation and a Switch because mm. a lot of the Xbox, PlayStation stuff, you've either grown up like myself as I've never played Halo because mm. I've never had an Xbox. It's not really been a game I've been intrigued in. Yeah. Whereas you've been an Xbox guy also, mm. but again, you have a PlayStation. Um, shall we move on to main topic now? Any news? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if anyone's wondering, so, um, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, fourteen minutes of gameplay got released uh, this week during uh, Sony's State of Play. Um, forty minutes of gameplay shown, and it looks pretty good. None of you guys have seen it, but it introduces. <laughs> We're trusting you here. Um, lots of new Dinobots. Yeah. Um, it's set in a tropical island. Looks um very reminiscent of San Francisco. Cool. Um, and you have a new paraglider, very similar to Breath of the Wild, yeah. lots of destructible environments, and in the trailer you're going against a huge elephant-like Dinobot um, towards the end, showing off a lot more destructible environments, and graphics look yeah. fantastic, but no release date was given, but hopefully it's on track for the end of this year. So if you're a PlayStation fan, you love the Horizon Zero Dawn, um, yeah. yeah, give it a watch on YouTube now if you haven't already. End of the year, I wonder. I imagine they must have been hit by delays and stuff with COVID. So I'm imagining they just yeah. don't want to confirm anything until they know. Yeah. Or they're pretty confident they'll hit the date. So mm. interesting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. A big game cool. and hopefully it comes out this year. Hopefully. 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 Uh, main topic time. Let's swing into it. Do we have a button yet for the main topic? No. no. That's a good. I thought you were supposed to find like, did you have a main so, topic? Oh, you were to segueing okay. off All again. Right. <laughs> Jack. I'd like you to find <laughs> the song or the tune. It's a 15-second clip. Okay. So you've got to edit it down to 15 seconds. All right. Use Audacity or whatever. Make sure it's got no copyright. And if you bring me it, no, no, okay, no, I'm being serious right now. If you bring this for next week's episode, I will play it and I will not listen to the tune. Oh, a surprise so, tune. So, surprise tune. 
Okay. But it can't have copyright, can't have anything. So that's okay. your only thing. All right. I done. don't care if it's a jingle. I don't care if you sing. Whatever. Please sing. Please sing. Okay. okay. Let's get into it. Spider-Man. <laughs> All right. Amazing Spider-Man. Why are we doing this franchise? Uh, we're doing this just because I, don't know, I like these movies. Yeah. And I think that wasn't time. Go, but yeah. 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 Time has probably not been super kind to these films. I think yeah. they're looked down upon as the uh, you know the redheaded stepchildren. No yeah. offense to any redheaded stepchildren <laughs> out there yeah. of the uh, the Spider-Man movies, which I guess is kind of fair. Yeah. I would say they're probably the still the weakest of the you know the. The three, the three Spider-Man yeah. franchises. Can, can you give us a bit of a rundown of how this movie came, or these movies came to pass? But with, with a little bit of timeline, just just rough timeline, but also then how quickly it turned around into the new ones coming out, the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Let me get. Well, the Amazing yeah. Spider-Man what came out in 2012, yeah. and Spider-Man Three came out in 2007. So it was only a what, five year. It was delay so it was a, between the two films. It was which a very wasn't quick a turnaround, long period. And Way almost, to the next one. Yeah, yeah, went over very similar plot lines to that of Spider-Man One in 2002, which was still, you know, ten years difference was still very fresh in a lot of viewers' minds. Well, it was at that period of time too, though. We were getting a lot of origin stories, so a lot of it. And yes. Spider-Man's always a key thing for him was the origin story, and not that we liked seeing that, but it was that's what people. You, yeah. At that point, you had to see it because it's a big, the general punter. It's a yeah. big Spider-Man thing. Yeah. Um, I think they're probably yeah. coming off the back of the original Spider-Man trilogy, which were hugely successful at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, Sony probably wanted to make as much money as they could as possible off this. Five years yeah. is a decent stretch of yeah. time. It's not a long time in film. You know, a movie comes out every two years. Because the third so. one, to to get to that point, the third one was not as successful and and well received. It was not, and uh, there were plans for a fourth, fourth Spider-Man yeah. with Sam Raimi, but mm. they were scrapped. I believe I don't know. I can't remember if it was because of the performance of the third mm-hmm. one, or it was probably a very mix of different, sc- very things. far into script write, writing too as well. Yeah, number four. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so things sort of didn't work out for that, um, and so. You know, as movies I want to do, they realise they've got this hugely successful property and they wanted to give it another go. Uh, and so, where's my bloody little notes here? This is great audio content. Um, so it was announced uh, that it was going to be uh, rebooted. They announced Andrew Garfield, British Andrew Garfield, yep. is going to be uh, Peter Parker. Um, and that first Amazing Spider-Man film came out on July 3rd, 2012, in the peak of the 3D days as well. Yeah. Mm. Jack, put your arms down. We can hold hands while we talk about Spider-Man. That's a bit I, cute. Um, yeah, so let's let's talk early days of this. So coming into these films, tell us about your your Spider-Man love. Were you excited for these films? Were you not caring at that stage in your life? Because what we would have been this is nine years ago now. Yeah, so twenty early twenties, well, late teens. I fell in love with Spider-Man watching the original trilogy. Yep. Um, with Tobey Maguire. I I think I remember seeing the first one on an illegal DVD, you know, Ooh. back when this would have been 2003, 2002, yep. when illegal DVDs were, you know, hot commodity that, you know, it's pretty illegal, you felt pretty rebellious having one. You go to Bali, you come back with a suitcase full. Yeah, yeah essentially, yeah. And we put that on and I fell in love from watching that film. Then I saw, I think, the second 2004, you know, after school, I think it was near the school holidays. And that's, let's be honest, is still the best Spider-Man film to date. And uh, out of all the anticipated movies in my life, I think number three was, along with uh, Revenge of the Sith, still one of my favourite, most excited movies to watch in the cinemas. And back in the day, Spider-Man 3 actually lived up to the hype. I don't think it's that. Also, I've watched those movies again, yeah. not 
well, about a year ago or so. Mm. And Spider-Man 3 is still, like, it's obviously cheesy. Yeah. But the whole that whole trilogy is a bit cheesy. Mm. It's just they had a bit too much going on. Uh, which, I feel like, yeah, the tone at the time, too, of a lot of those movies was, it was cheesy and it was a bit dark and I think it was just... I think a lot of these movies, when they don't succeed, certain scenes get replayed to a lot of people yep. as the reason why it failed. So we get mm. the Spider-Man 3, we get the, the funny emo dance scene, and that just becomes iconic. iconic, but it becomes iconic to the general public of why this movie has been bad or yeah. unsuccessful. Mm. Is Oh, they don't know how to do Spider-Man. These are, these are problems with it. And then, I agree with you, Jack. I'm the same thing. I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. It's probably, I think... Majority of people, it's it's Batman, Superman, Spider Man. A lot of the time, it yeah. wasn't Iron Man and Captain America at that time. It was Spider Man was the main one. Spider Man was the guy. He's up there is like arguably the, the most biggest. famous yeah. superhero in the world. Yeah, and, and the Marvel one because we can all grow up at a young age thinking, well, I could be the same in high school. I'm, I, I've got to study all day, and then at night, I'm I'm Spider Man. He's, he's got that. That's and that's part of what makes that character yeah. so good is just the everyman appeal. It's yeah. why it was such massive success in the first place, and I think why he's a good candidate for yeah. films like this. Um. So yeah, that was announced. We yeah. found out we were getting new Spider-Man. Details came out. Yeah. First trailer comes out. Now we rewatched this just before the yeah. podcast. Pretty different to how the film actually turned out. And I think it's different from the second trailer too. It is. Yeah. Uh, that first teaser trailer is very serious, yeah. very doom and gloom, a bit sort of mm. horror vibes, a bit thrillery. It's got very Batman-y vibes. It does. And this was coming off the back of... I, what, 2012, so it would have yeah. been Dark Knight as Dark well? Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises came out that very Yeah, year. so that old trilogy yeah. had already run its course by the time this came yeah. out. So obviously, well, everyone was assuming that's what they are yeah. trying to do, dark and edgy mm. reboot of the Spider-Man films, which, I mean, I was still excited for the film. I am just I was excited for more Spider-Man. I think this also distinguished itself clear from the MCU as a Marvel product too, of going, this, we're going a little darker this, this Spider Man is not a part of the MCU. At this, point. this is after the Avengers. It's a couple years probably, down yeah. the line, um, and we thought at this point we were never going to get that. So that was a distant in the back of our mind. So that first trailer was, again, watching it just then. I'm like, wow. I, they even set scenes they have out of the trailer. They deliberately changed the lighting and different tones and cutting it to be so yeah, dark and edgy or like yep. it's mysterious is probably it. And they tried to make this big thing on. The Peter's parents. Yep. Well, in some parts of the comics, Connor, correct, uh, that is a big part, and some of it's not at all. Really, it comes it's and just, goes. Yeah. Really, they've tried to do a bunch of different things with yeah. his parents. It's I don't, none of them have really stuck. Shield agents sometimes. Shield agents, spies, mm. yeah, that sort of thing. It's never really stuck, and they're always kind of forgotten. At that point, I think the as we said before, Peter being the everyman sort of made his whole thing that anyone could be bitten by a spider so important. Yeah. Whereas I think when it becomes like, oh, his dad created the algorithm, essentially, it sort of takes away that beauty, I think, sometimes of it, where it's like it's his dad was thinking. It's a destiny kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's a destiny yeah. thing. Whereas I think sometimes, I, I like the fact that it can be anyone can get bitten by the spider. Yeah, it doesn't, I think that takes a lot from the ultimate yeah. Spider-Man yeah. run because that was sort of, that was mid-2000s, that blew up and was hugely successful. Yes, and yeah. there, I haven't read that deep into that yeah. series, but there was a lot of, you know, Peter's dad's involved in yeah. it. I think he has some role in the creation of the Venom symbiote so as well. Yeah. It's not an alien, so yeah. it's a lot more that kind of thing. So it's taking, you know, it's, it seemed like this film was going to take its inspirations yeah. from a whole lot of different things and be substantially yeah. different than the original yeah. trilogy, which I think is, a, if you're going to reboot yeah. something, do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want something to come out and be exactly the same. Um but then we get to the film itself. I think a good place to start with this is actually with probably Spider-Man himself, Andrew Garfield. Uh, and we'll also, I think we should talk about Emma Stone as yeah. well as the love interest, Gwen Stacy. So let's start with Andrew Garfield. I think he's might 
be my favorite yeah. Spider-Man out of the three live-action ones. I think he nails... Can, can I ask you one thing? Do you yep. see them as Spider-Man or do you see them as Peter Parker and Spider-Man or do you like holistically, is it the one character? I think it's, it's the one It's the one, one character. character yeah. I know that like there's some, like when you talk about yeah. Batman, some actors are really good at Bruce Wayne, yeah, yeah. some are really good as Batman. I think th- all of the actors yeah. they've had have been good at both, but yeah. I think Andrew Garfield really sort of nails the sort of picture in my head yeah. from a kid when yeah. I was Spider-Man. He's just this teenager, yeah. like... It was pretty normal teenager. Yeah. Like there was, it wasn't overplayed or anything. No. I think yeah. they oversold it a bit in the trailers. What for me? They yeah. oversold it a bit in the trailers. You know how edgy and dark he is, but in the movies, I think he's pretty straightforward. And Andrew Garfield has that sort of nerdy awkwardness. Yeah. A bit like he plays that really, really well, yeah. especially with Emma Stone. Yeah. Um, yes. And then when it comes to him in the suit, he sort of portrays the sort of confidence that Spider Man kind of has—the cockiness, yeah. the you know, the quips, the snarks, the jokes—that was pretty well missing yeah. from the original trilogy. Spider Toby Maguire was pretty silent as Spider-Man. He yeah. had a few jokes here and there, but he wasn't mm. he always still seemed kind of nervous about things. Yeah, he's definitely the coolest Peter Parker. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And he definitely portrays that kind of awkwardness yet kind of cool vibe more so yeah. than, you know, the other two Spider-Mans. Yeah. And coming off I know Wool's favorite movie The Social Network. Oh, in I think it was 2010. Yeah. 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 Um, he betrayed, I remember him being huge in that. And so I was kind of familiar with him at the time, more so yeah. than I was with Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire seeing those original films. So I felt like I had a bit of history as well when I did go into that first You knew he could year. act. I he, knew he could yeah. act, yeah, a little bit. And I, it wasn't just who's this random actor. I'm kind of like, I, I know who this guy is now. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing that has annoyed me with Hollywood, and that's why I, this thing is the background actors around like high school sort of stuff, yep. is... Going back and rewatching this, it annoyed me more than it did in the first place. But I still think I think he's perfect. I think he's just too old for this now. You reckon? But I think we get that in we get that in in um uh what's his face the, the, who's Spider Man now Holland. Uh, Holland. We get in Tom's movies now. We get that, so I'm happy at least. Got yeah. Where there was a couple of scenes where where Flash is beating up that kid, and the start of the first one. Yeah, and he's like a really young yeah, kid, and he's a really young kid. Yeah. but Flash is easily mid twenties. And everyone else in the group is mid twenties. Okay, is clear, and I'm like, that took it out for me just like a little bit because, but then like I get what they're going with. Like it doesn't bother me that much. But I think a lot of the stuff I like to see how Hollywood is now sort of is portraying high school students as semi close to high school. Yeah, I think he's 27 when they're making this. 28. I think he does. He he, he looks, plays it all right, I and I think the, he looks kind of like a like yeah. a senior student, yeah. like a year just, twelve. He's just about yeah. to go out. I think the only thing that annoys me a little bit is he's. Peter is quirky and stuff, but in this year, he's a good-looking kid. He is. So girls would know who he is even if you were quirky because chicks would have crushes on him because he's the quirky, but he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. That was probably the only little thing that annoyed me a little bit re-watching the first part of the first one Yeah, is that's a key part of Peter from the start. Um, he sort of has this transformation that he yeah. by getting it then he becomes a bit more cocky yep. his relationship with Emma Stone is perfect because they were dating at the time they're dating after this, this film one, yeah, so this yeah. is how this the spark like, started and you can see there's a real chemistry and connection between these two oh. it, it's flowing it's off the charts it's amazing the, um, there's that scene where he asks her out but it's super, yeah. he's super awkward and they both yeah. dance around the question yeah. that, I think that is I can remember that yeah. experience from high school. Like yeah. that hits, 
the nail on the head yeah. of that teenage awkwardness yeah. love sort of yeah. story. And his uncle teases him how he's got a picture of Emma Stone on his wallpaper yeah. of his yep. computer yep. and he's trying to get yeah. out of it and I'm thinking, oh, how's he going to do it? And just being in that awkward moment with him. It's very it's, real. Yeah, it which, is very real. Which is amazing. Like, mm. really cool that they are actually able to pull that off without feeling, like, too cheesy or over yeah, the top. Yeah, they portray that part of the... That even that relationship between those two is the Uncle Ben and... Peter, I think, is excellent. Yeah, we should talk about Uncle Ben. Yeah, Martin, Sheen. Martin Sheen, great. Ben Parker. Solid. Um, yeah, he's he's super kind old man. You know, you can see why Peter Parker loves him so yeah. much. Um, definitely better than the original trilogy, Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't even know the name of the actor, which yeah. is my fault. Um, but yeah, I think him and Sally Field even, I think she's pretty good. Yeah. she. I think she famously forgot she was in these movies, but she's yeah. actually not bad in yeah. them. Like, she's a pretty solid Aunt May. I can see from some of these movies, though, if you're an actor like her, you're never in the big action set piece. You're, ne- you're, ne- you're She's in, without taking the piss, she's in the kitchen for a lot of her scenes. Because she, she is. She she's is. in the house and she's in the kitchen. That's where yeah. a lot of her scenes just sort of take place. That you go... She was. She could have been on set for a week. Yeah. Mm. And as some of these actress actors, they just go straight past it. Yeah. It's the Gwyneth Paltrow not knowing that she was in Infinity yeah. War and stuff because you're probably in one room for mm. a day and you go, oh, I'm in the Marvel movie. I, I don't know which one it you're was. You're in between seven other things at yeah. the time. But if you think about all the May Parkers across yeah. all the Spider-Man trilogies or these two in particular, yeah. May Parker's always in the kitchen. She's always yeah. at the house. Yeah. She, yeah. Well, she's the rarely leaves. She's like she's the sense yeah. of home. For yeah. She's the homebound. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, no. So I think from from both of those, do you want them to be younger or older? Because I enjoy the fact of the age they're in this one, where they feel like they're like sixties. Yeah, they're sort of about to retire slash have retired recently. Whereas the original trilogy, I feel like they were too old. They were, quite, old. They were very old. old. It was grandparents' yeah. styles. Yeah, Aunt May and Uncle Ben. So um, getting to how this sort of comes apart. Do do you like the way they've portrayed the Uncle Ben in this and his death and that sort of character? Because this is a big thing with the Spider-Man movies, and we don't get that in the new ones at all. What I like because they've we know the story, the story a lot. Yeah. I think this kind of ties into one of my big problems with the first one, which we're starting with, yeah. is that a lot of its big moments don't feel particularly earned. Yeah, like the build-up to them doesn't feel it doesn't quite land as much yeah. as they want it to. Um, you know, there's no. Uncle Ben's death in this is it's still yeah, sad yeah. and I think the fight that him and Peter have yes, in the yeah. lead up to this is really strong yeah. it's a really emotional scene mm. um, where he's arguing about you know well you're not my dad basically you yeah. know angsty teen stuff where are my parents yada yada yeah. um, but I think you know then we spend a few minutes yeah. away from Uncle yeah. Ben and then he's he pops up again he's shot and he just dies he's, like, just, he on he's, the, he's just on the street conveniently it's a, there. yeah a convenient it happens I for, think there's no the, very like there's no last moments between yeah. the two of them the last thing they have is the fight which is sad in itself but it you know it lacks a bit of that sort of impact and every time I watch it I just think it's stupid it just happens he's in the same store you know he causes well, he, Uncle he, Death more he so is. This. and we know Uncle Ben's mm. looking for Peter Parker yeah. at the time so it kind of makes sense they're in the same area but yeah there's just not it misses a little something mm. in there which this movie kind of does is this again things. a problem with someone? And a lot of these comic book movies are we have to hit certain moments in an origin story of certain yeah. characters. So Peter, we have to get bitten. How does he get bitten? How does he get to this point? Uncle Ben has to die. Yeah, I'd actually like to see a movie. He has to do it because he has to die before becoming yeah Spider Man. Otherwise, it doesn't work. But you have to tick that off. Like you have to have the him go from awkward. To, that's the motivation. That's for the him motivation. To yeah. So. That can also be awkward. Yeah. Uh, how do you do that? Because I'm sure they've got the storyboard up there and they're like, okay, how are we going to get to this point? It must be a tricky thing to try yeah. and actually sell. 
Um, and I'm sure they sit back now and go, we could have done that better. We could have had a, a reason why he was there or this scene, etc. cetera. Um, no, but I just found it a little bit. It's a bit of under, it's a bit yeah. underwhelming. Jack? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was very, well, it wasn't necessarily underwhelming. But I just thought it was just so set up. Of course, he was there at that moment. Yep. Um, and the fact that he was in the store and just the happened. gun dropping. The gun catching. drop. The fact that he just happened to be the only person on the street yeah. as he was coming out. And he just happened to be within the vicinity. It just feels, it's, it felt a bit more forced than it was even in the original. While it was better set up, it just felt just like, what? what? It is very like cliche. And yeah. yeah, it just felt like fine, that way it was set up. In yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's a good Uncle Ben. And I think yes, it's, uh, you know, the, what, the few scenes that follow that are pretty strong as well. Yeah. You know, the fallout yeah. and him sort of... His, his, his transition from sort of angry, yeah. vengeful guy to eventually becoming Spider-Man is pretty solid. Yeah. Um, we should talk about the parents yeah. a little bit because that's another thing they set up really early on that differentiates it from yeah. the original trilogy is that Peter's parents are more than they they're say. Mysterious. They're not just dead. They're yeah. dead for a reason. Yeah. You know, there's this big mystery. Peter's parents yeah. drop him off at the start of the film. Yeah. They're re- grabbing files and yeah. leaving him behind and fleeing for the hills. Um we won't go into too much detail later down the line, but does this whole mystery? Do you care of the mystery? You mentioned a bit before that it sort of cheapens, well, not cheapens, but takes away some of the everyman appeal of Spider-Man. But does the like when you're watching the film, are you interested to see how? I think as we talk first one to second one, the mystery in the first one lands for me more because it's still mysterious. Yep. And as much as I don't agree with it, I see what they're doing, and that's probably one of the things that lands a little better, just because it is a mystery. Uh, Okay, sure. I don't know what they're doing or what, what's going on. Yeah, it's mysterious. Cool. Let's see. Deal with it later. And I think that's probably not moving too far into the second one, but we'll cross over in this discussion. Mm-hmm. That probably doesn't land flat. And we talk about multiple storylines in the second. That's probably one of the ones that doesn't land for me, just because they're trying to pump so much into it. And I feel like it goes a bit more over the top, top in the second, yeah. where at the start mm-hmm. it's a bit more sort of believable, at least. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't set up that much in the first one. It's more just there. If we get a sequel, we'll go into it more. But if it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like they a J.J. Abrams style thing sometimes. You know what? I would have liked him to not even touch it in the second. <laughs> you know, if they could have... Like, I know yeah. it's connected for certain ways and it's necessary something necessary to the story. I'd nearly prefer it like it's in the background. It's really lurking for a little bit and then a reveal comes, comes far down the line. Um, but they had to use... That part of the first one with his algorithm, it's just say algorithm, yeah, mathematical equation, um, with the with the bad Dr. guy Con- with Doctor Connors, yes, and I, I like him. That's probably where we we're segueing to next. Yep. Is I actually, as a bad guy, his story and his arc is actually very interesting, and the way he's lost his arm, he's trying to regenerate yep. um, the human body. That's how again, Spider Man sort of thing, and he's not looking as a sh- a villain essentially at the start. What he thinks he's doing is the correct thing for human race. But I think his descent into villainy mm-hmm. happens he's very quickly. The, and yeah. that's a that's a common theme, I think, with all of the villains in this film, yeah. in this series. Mm. Um, and, you know, broader yeah. superhero comic, uh, superhero villains in general. Yeah. Um, They're just like they just that. Need, they need to, I'm a villain. They yeah. haven't got a lot of time to turn. Yeah. You, you can't click? Is that what you're trying to do? Oh, there you go. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I do, I yeah. agree with you. I think yeah. Risa Farns is really good as Kurt Connors. Yeah. He sort of performs really well, does everything he needs to. And I think the struggle of, you know, this guy wanting to grow back his arm is a relevant thing. Yeah. And, you know, that's he's like the template for all Spider-Man villains. They're always usually scientists or something and they're trying to do something good and then it twists and turns them into their own thing. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the design of the lizard, though? Like the actual visual appearance of him? 
it's good. I don't love it. I get goes for the gritty realism of an actual lizard. A man lizard. A man lizard. Yeah, there's always, every CGI time I look at the CGI the... model, oh. something's just a little off-putting. I can't it's quite very, put my finger on it. The human face on that yeah. lizard body is very, I find it a bit odd. I just It doesn't sit well. Maybe it might have been because, I mean, the lizard in the comics looks just like a big crocodile, essentially. Yeah. So maybe it was just doing the snout thing would have looked weird on film. Maybe they tried it and they couldn't make it work. Yeah, he's a bit... I think the lizard bit is a bit strange. And I think, yeah, his twist into being a bad guy and wanting to essentially turn everyone into lizards to save the day happens very quick. You know, again, it's that big build-up to the reveal of the lizard that, you know, it doesn't have that impact. Mm. He's sort of... He takes the injection, whatever... The is the sequence of shots on that bridge that lead yeah. up to the him, the reveal. It's not even like you know you you get the hero shot or the villain yeah. shot where it's the big swooping shot and there yeah. he is in all its glory. Mm. When you see the lizard for the first time, he's kind of running away from yeah. something and it kind of looks at him for a second, then casts up to yeah. Spider Man. It's like where's the reveal? Yeah, mm. clearly you don't like. It seems like they don't have a lot of faith in the character. But, this well, is I'm rambling. No, no, no rambling. He's, he's a genuine like when he is Kurt Connors. I it's do good. feel for him, and he is a genuine. Good and, and his relationship character. with Peter mm. is good mm. as well, mm. and I think that ties in well with the yeah. sort of conflict of the film. Well, I think from yeah that part of it is Peter does really like him, mm. and that's the hard thing when it comes down to the end of that movie. Is I think what when we talk about the second one is there's no connection between the villain and the hero. Now we don't always need to have that, but we need to have either they don't agree on it, or there has to be some. It some gives it stakes. Stakes. Uh, whereas right now this one did have some real stakes because yeah. I kind of also was like. Well, I hope Mr. Mr. Connors, Dr. Connors gets out of this. Because uh, like, he's not necessarily a bad, bad person. Yeah. Yeah, he's sort of been corrupted by his own, uh, the own stuff that's going on in his life. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think that's probably one of my favourite relationships, probably even more than Peter and Gwen. Huge, really. Yeah, like, I, from those, I think from the first part, even when they're meeting and they're, he sees probably a little bit of what could be a son in him too. And yeah. He sees a father he didn't have and that sort of tones is, is really interesting. I agree with that. It's, yeah. it's quite a build-up relationship. Yeah. His turn into darkness um, isn't build-up, but his connection with Peter certainly yeah. is. They yeah. do spend time yeah. fostering yeah. that, which is good. Um, kind of going off that, yeah. I think Gwen is good in most all this yeah. movie in that she's not – she's the opposite of what Mary Jane was in the original trilogy. You know, She's an active part – of this, you know, of solving conflict. She's not a damsel in distress by any means. She's, you know, actually actively involved in stopping the lizard and doing things. You know, she's helping out Spider-Man as opposed to just getting captured and screaming for 90% of the movie, which I think really annoyed me about Mary Jane in the long run, looking back to it now, especially in Spider-Man 3. By the time that rolled around, it was just, it was getting to a parody of itself. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great to see, you know, the love interest actually playing a more active role and being... You know, not just being an object of affection, like being more to the plot. No, I think, yeah, I think she's great in her connection with her father. Dennis Leary is also also great. And that is, is again, a classic The reason Dad's Gwen and Dad's a head of police is yep. obviously convenient that he's Spider-Man. So we have to have that and we understand that in film and TV that there's that connection. Yeah. He could date anyone and there's no chance, but that's... That's the, the fact, one. That's the one he has to date, and the dad, and, and you can see, and we get the the awkward dinner scenes and and stuff like that. I enjoy the fact again that she knows he's Spider Man. Yeah, this this movie's got a lot of stick. I think especially the first it's one because like, yeah. he takes his mask off like three or four times and reveals yeah. to people who he is. But I think it kind of well, he trust he it, he lets his guard down, but he also trusts her. And yeah, that, it does help with the fact that we again Emma Stone is a big actress. 
So she was, and she was big at this, this point. point. So you, you need to have her in as much of the movie as possible if you sign her on. So by having her actually being able to, which one of you said just before, actually be active in the final act of the movie, whereas and not just be the damsel in distress. So you, you get her there, and that's why I think it's great. Shares shares that there, but I think Dennis Leary is really good, and the end of that movie does have stakes. I think the stakes are well rehearsed and connected at the end of this movie yep. where don't see her anymore if you're Spider-Man don't mm. do it and how he promises we understand that promise is going to come back to bite him yeah but that's I think that's going into the second one you know he's fl- still yeah. flip-flopping which yeah. people can understandably yeah. pick into but yeah. I think it plays into that was it the Parker guilt or whatever yeah. or the Parker mm. just classic Peter Parker where he's always torn between things yeah. you know he, he wants to be a really honourable guy he doesn't yeah. want people to get hurt but at the same time he's human and he should have people he cares about yeah. so yeah. it's that struggle so it kind of it makes sense and it gives mm. a bit of weight yeah. going into the next and film as just, well just as much as I did yeah. like The Amazing Spider-Man I did feel apart from retreading some of the same ground of the first which yep. I did think yeah. let it down yeah. so soon the finale yeah. I thought it was let down. I thought it was slow and boring. He was weakened, and some crane drivers just decided to get off their shifts. That's one of the most iconic cranes. moments in cinematic th- history. Hold on, mate. It's cinematic history. Yeah. So I wouldn't go that <laughs> take, far. I'm but taking I the actually found place. that just not boring, but I just thought it's I didn't find it overly interesting as a final climactic kind of. Also, he forgets his leg injury pretty quickly. Like, yeah. once he's done that and he gets to the building, it's like, ah, oh, cool. I can run yeah. around as normal. Yeah. I think, uh, it is definitely a lesser spin on the. Um, yeah. Is it from. Yeah, the original Spider Man yeah. where he's trying to save the kids and yeah. Mary Jane and the dudes on the bridge just start yeah. throwing stuff yeah. at so the Green Goblin. That's a lot more interesting. That's, that yeah. one, it makes yeah. a bit more sense. Whereas it's like. Why are all these crane dudes just hanging around? And yeah, are they sitting next to their cranes? They it's all a bit seem harder to, to believe. It pretty yeah. fast when the whole city's being evacuated. They're like, yeah. ah, we'll be fine. Forget yeah. about it. Tell yeah. your crates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It I just is a bit it cheesy. Just a just a bit silly, cheesy, yeah. and it just kind of ruins the hype of the sequence. You know, you're you're ready for this big battle, but you have to watch maybe ten minutes of him going across some. Cranes Do you reckon that's one it? of those moments where I don't? It was Avi Arad or one of the producers. There's like, this would be an iconic thing. We get all the crane drivers to turn around, yeah. And everyone else sitting there is writing the scripts. Like, I don't want to say it's a bad idea. Like, <laughs> it's sort of um, it, segueing off. Best, have you seen the Hamish and Andy one where they get Guy Sebastian to make that fake song? No. Oh, it's great. I'll send you the link. <laughs> but they make Guy to make a fake song yep. and. That he guy then oh, sings yes, it. Guy sings it to all the radio producers, right? And, oh, and he's and he's all up. Bell, actually, he's all up and about with it. And they're just and like, they're like, oh yeah, sure, this is great. And I feel like this scene would be one of those ones where he someone's gone in and been like this, and no one's everyone's been too scared to be like, this isn't going to work. Yeah, this is everyone's going to be said this is stupid. So that's my big segue right now. Um, fair enough. Um, fair enough. Um. Yeah, I think I think that covers all the sort of the first one pretty well. Is I think overall thoughts give give us your sort of sentence review of it, Jack. You know where you stand on it. Think it's good. Think it's bad. Um, I liked it the first time I saw it, and I liked it more so watching it now for the podcast. Yep. Um, but that kind of middle ground before my, between my initial watch and now, I don't think it originally held up as well. I, I, there's just points where I thought it could have done a lot better in terms of the action. Yep. It's a bit slower than a lot of the other Spider-Men as well in terms of action sequences mm-hmm. as well. It was good, though. It did pay off in terms of build-up. But all up, I might even just go and say, give this, if I had to give this a score out of 10, I'd give it a 7 on 10. That's not bad, though. Not bad, not bad. But if you heard what I would give the other Spider-Man, it's probably more so on the low side. We'll get to that, Will. Mm. Yeah. No, I think this is a really a, a key part in Spider-Man's history of film. And 
it nailed a lot of things. And I think the problem was, again, it's 10 years from the original. We uh, People at that time needed another origin story. You had to give an origin story. And I think they were too scared to not use it. I really enjoy this. I think it's... Uh, I think seven out of ten is a perfect score. That's not. But, ba- that's not a bad score. No, and I think it's it's got a great rewatchability as a singular film. Again, uh, we're not all happy where the second one takes it and where we could see it going further down in the future. I, I really enjoy my time because it's got a good bunch of characters. The story has holes, but so does Webbs. Um, oh. like, I don't know, but, you know, nice. I know, but like it's got a good cast. The script is pretty decent. Yeah, moments don't always land, but it's got. Decent action, good Spider-Man swinging, and a cool suit. Like I have to, I have, I, to, I have to disagree with you. I think that's that might be my least favorite suit, suit. out of all of them in mm. this this original Amazing Spider-Man yeah. one. Um, uh, yeah. So I think from there, if we move into the second, yeah, but yeah, I think I think the first one does a lot more right yeah. than it does wrong. Yeah. I think it's a good film, um, perfectly watchable. Um, but I think most people are on board with that. You know, it may not have been as iconic as the originals. It's still a fine movie. still a good movie to watch. Mm. Uh, moving to the second where we yeah. get to the... This is probably the hotter topic of yeah. the two. So moving on to, what, 2014? Amazing Spider-Man mm. 2, Rise of Electro, which it sometimes has the subtitle mm. of. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it depends where you are in the world if yeah. it has that subtitle. Um, but going off the title first, foremost, we should let's talk about Electro. Yeah. Jamie Foxx. Who is coming back? Who is reprising this character? Supposedly, the thing is, Jamie Foxx is a great actor. Yes, Jamie Foxx is great. Yep. Anything he's in, when he signs up for this, you're, you're sitting back going, "Wicked, lock it in." Electricity's flowing with this casting. Hey, I'm happy. Sorry, Jack, you really frowned. I there. just don't didn't think he had the spark. Oh, oh. zap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like uh, I think when he when you sign up for someone like him, perfect. Big name at the time as Big well. Big name at the Again. time. Happy. Um, mm. Like, yeah, still is. Uh, also, Paul Giamatti, again, if we're just going to go straight, little bit of villains, when they sign up pre this movie, we're getting our hype up and about. Paul Giamatti, great. Yep. Great for that sort of role as you could sort of see it. We get he's probably going to be sort of out of a suit. Also, sorry, Dane DeHaan at this point was on a high. Coming straight off Chronicle. Chronicle. Great this, film. This was a big get at this point too, I think. You know, gives that sort of look. Up and coming actor, we understand he's going to be playing Harry Osborn. So where does that go he's in the future? For, and he'd be signing on for a while. Well, this now, is his, like big franchise. This this is him now. Big choice. Uh, and so that's where I go. Is it, it's very good. The cast comes back. Mm. I, I'm happy. I'm sitting pre this movie coming out. This could be good. Now, once we start getting trailers, maybe it changes our mind of looks and feels of certain characters. We should have watched the trailers for the second. Yeah, one, we should have just before anyway, just to see how they marketed it a little bit more. But we, we also get little thing like Felicity Jones jumps in. So there's some other up and comers. It starts to get a bit complicated. Yeah. So at this point, but no, sorry, continue. I just wanted to. Um, yeah. So coming into this film, the first thing you sort of notice is how much deeper they're leaning into the parents' mystery. We get an extended sort of follow on from what happened in the first one where they went after they dropped Peter off. Turns out they got in a private plane. Sure. Uh, they're sending data to someone and then a hitman comes and there's this big dramatic fight scene in the plane which ends with the pilot taking the plane, getting shot and the plane going down and the windows pop and everything. I think it's actually a pretty good sequence. Like in terms of action stuff, oh, it's it pretty is. Yeah, well it's filmed exciting. and it looks good. Um, but the, you know, the, the plot thickens from there with the parents. They become super intrinsically linked with this film, the whole story, yeah. yeah. As it comes out, um, you know, turns out Norman Osborn and Peter and Peter's dad work very closely together to try and fix a mm. disease that Norman Osborn had. Mm. 
but they couldn't fix it. You know, this, were, this guy looking, was doing everything. They were trying to do the spiders yeah. to yeah. fix him, but they could he could only get it to work with Peter, with Peter's dad's DNA, and that's why Peter. Beca- anyway, oh, it's too much. It, just get, from hearing, it yeah. does get complicated. I can see what they were going for, and I don't hate it. Like I actually don't mind the mystery. I think where it starts to fall apart for me is the the ludicrousness of it. Like when you, Peter finds his dad's secret railway yeah. lab <laughs> yeah. that has a rail car that comes out of the yeah. ground. That's I mean, in a movie about spider people, that's that's pushing it. It's off the rails. Hey, nice. It was very much on rails. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so... Yeah, where do we go from here? I guess... Yeah, going back to Electro. They made a big deal of him in the trailers. They named the movie after him in some parts of the world. But he's not... He doesn't need to be in... He doesn't need to be in this movie at all. I think you could have got away... Essentially, he ends up being the lackey for Dane DeHaan's... Harry Osborne, who becomes a Green Goblin. Yeah. Not a spoiler if it's yeah. 10 years later. You could have had the Rhino do that role because he gets introduced in the start yeah. of the film. Stakes are there. You know sort of what he's about. Just chuck him in the suit a bit earlier. Yeah. Let him do the smashing and grabbing. I think that would have worked. Electro could have probably done his thing in his own movie. But you could have also set him up in a way, and I know a lot of this time was set up and pay off a little bit after. He could have still been set up in this movie. For sure. And he, he, you don't get him until later. Because his, his character one. arc is he gets saved by Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. becomes obsessed with him, gets superpowers and turns bad. Again, yeah. it's all very quick. His like motive is stuff. just pathetic, well, I think. Well, I think I understand the sort of thing they were going for. It's kind of like a Joker. Going like, for. Going mm. for. Like, you know, like the Joker thing where it's like, you know, what? Is there a pun there that I'm missing? No, no, no I, I didn't know that was Jack's foot as I was oh, kicking. You guys are playing <laughs> footsies yeah. under the table. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it's like the isolated guy yeah. finally gets recognition yeah. and which hypes him up. I think that would have worked really well if they'd spent a bit more time well, developing it. E- either or is he's either the bad guy of this full film yep. and we get Harry Osborne, Green Goblin at the end, but we don't get the last act. Yeah. So we flesh out the Electro character yep. and make him the official big bad with Rhino as the lackey and Harry Osborne stuff is just in the background, yep. completely in the background as a C sort of plot. And then in the third one, that pushes to being the main plot. Yeah. Or you flip it the other way. And I think that's probably where it works better. I think, yeah, Electro or just Max, Max when he's yeah. human, would he could have played a good ally role like yeah. throughout mm. the building of this film. Like Spider-Man comes yeah. to him a couple times and that's how they build yeah. that relationship up. And then at the end, you know, the last thing we see of him is him falling into that tank and getting and, electric and, powers. And then we don't see him again yeah. until the next one yeah. or something. So I think I don't mind his design in the yeah. film. I know he looks like a big... A bit awkward. It's a little odd. I think his face looks a bit off. That's I think it's that's the, the worst part of me. Blue. Yeah, yeah, it's very Does like... the blue annoy you? Not really. I think it stands out a bit. It kind of works from a visual perspective. Because I think the thing that lets this, down, this film down a, a little bit, and a lot of stuff outside the MCU, and I think this is when the X-Men movies were struggling too, was they didn't want to go full whack into comic book costume law. Yeah. Whereas this year, we look at Electro, he's got a big bright yellow star on his face and green. And <laughs> it's a very it, gaudy costume. It, it's a very Halloween-y sort of thing. It's like a, the like Visions. when yep. Visions is hard to do, the original, but it's perfect as a costume for Halloween. So this year, I can see why they went with the ultimate sort of version of the blue yeah. sort of looking suit, or look, looking how his, how his body was. Did you know, <laughs> I love the detail when he's turning into yeah. Electro. It fixes the gap in his, his teeth. teeth. Yeah, for some reason, that's part of the transformation. Yeah. The electricity magnets them together, or something. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's the problem when you get someone like Jamie Fox. Though, is you're getting him in, you're not hiring him for two or three films. Yeah, you're getting yeah. him in for one, and we got to throw him in, and we're probably paying him tens of millions of dollars. 
Mm. We got to give him time. We yeah, gotta let him have electro powers. When he goes into Blade Times Square, it's like, oh, here we go. I don't, that's a pretty cool, like the, it's I, a cool I, I, sequence. I think yeah. the action in this movie is pretty good. Again, um, probably a bit stronger than the first one. Yeah, a lot more action packed. Yep, and the the choreography and stuff is pretty good. I think they play on that relationship <laughs> Spider Man has with New York at that stage pretty well. Do you like when Spider Man in certain scenes when they're fighting, then like all the General punters like stay behind, just like police. Oh, that's guards. dumb. It's like, but we're just the fight's there. We're just gonna wait. No one's running away. No. Everyone's still there for and every fight. People like fight. cheering for Spider Man yeah. as well. They're like, "Don't worry, he got it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, Spidey, go! I think that works in terms yeah. of like the relationship yeah. that the people have with Spider Man. Um, yeah. So going, moving on from Electro, then obviously the next big villain is Harry Osborn yeah. and his descent into Goblinhood, um, which I guess was surprising that they did it so quickly again. Mm, what did I, you think of Dane DeHaan's performance? Um, I liked him in Chronicle. Yeah, I thought he was just <laughs> so. A, it's a no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah, a no. Man. It's a no. Don't get me wrong. It's no, I, for me, <laughs> I don't love him as an, as an actor to start with. Mm-hmm. He'd be on my list of you know he made one good movie and hasn't really done I anything since. Him in anything else, you know, yeah. we we're watching Valerian and the Thousand Planets or Cities, whatever the other night. Oof. Can't say that was another good performance on his behalf. Yep. Um, he did what he could with the material. I do think the material wasn't the best because he really wasn't really introduced in the first Amazing Spider-Man. His history and his lore just came, kind of came out of nowhere f- yeah. in the second one. They, they dump all the Osborne stuff mm. in the second one, really. Mm. Um, He's just a this, rushed element of the whole movie. But I think this sort of... Character aligns with his acting career because he's not really been thrown much else after. Mm, yeah. It's just, I, I kind of feel for him in a way because everyone hyped him up so massively as. I think he actually plays a pretty good, like, smarmy private school so boy. I think, yeah. he does, I think yeah. when he gets into Someone the actual with, goblin-y bit, yeah. and that probably has more to do with the design of the character than anything, then he starts to fall apart a bit. Is yeah. this also down to the fact that people hated the design in the original trilogy that you. Like, the helmet was weird and oh, yeah. stuff. So then we're going to go complete opposite and go, we're going to show the face. Yeah, maybe. And then maybe in the third, we were going to get actual proper mask because he's sort of descending into into this character. Yep. Do you feel like we should be getting Green Goblin though as Norman first and then as Harry or that's more like the Ultimates, isn't it? It's Harry first. I don't, I don't really mind. Yeah. I think the Go- Green Goblin is such a complicated history. Yeah. Like so many characters, yeah. well, not so many characters have been the Green Goblin, but there's been the Hobgoblin, there's been... Yeah. Ten other kinds of goblins, and it sort of bounced between Norman and Harry at any one time. So I don't think I'm not too fussed about that. So that's fine. I do want to retread the same, you know, path as the first one as well. The it, it is. Original. It is kind of funny that they went straight back to Green Goblin, though. Mm. But I guess yeah. when you're talking about Gwen Stacy, it's a pretty iconic that relationship. You know, that conflict with Gwen Stacy, Green Goblin, and Spider Man, leading up to the big climactic moment at the end of this film. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, yeah. So let's just talk broad terms. You know the plot of the whole film. Where does it sort of sit for you, Jack? Um, how does it? How does as you follow along the emotions and everything? Did you enjoy well, the ride? I I did enjoy the ride, but once again, there's so many plots. There's what four plots? I think so. Yeah, intertwined. We're, we're bouncing between Peter and Gwen. Yeah. Will they? Won't they? Ross and Racheling it. Yeah. Uh, we've got Electro's sort of transformation. Yeah. We've got Harry's search for the cure to his disease. Yeah. And the parents. And then, yeah, the parent stuff is sort of unfolding. Yeah, that's mm. like another another Peter Parker story happening at the same time. So, yeah, yeah right, there is a lot. Yeah, there's, there's just too much going on. And I think you made this point before, but Peter Parker doesn't actually make much of an appearance between all the drama. Especially not as Spider-Man. No. Mm. It starts mm. off, I think, after he fights Electro for the first time. That's all we see of him for about, well, in action, because there's mm. the occasional shot of him, like, on a rooftop. Mm. That's all we see of him for like forty minutes. Mm. So is, much set up for too many other pretty lines. Nuts. Yeah. yeah, the the as we're getting into that sort of part near the end, though, 
Can we just have a chat about like the suit and the teasing of the Sinister Six? At that point, or is that later? Is, I think we let's we'll end off with that. We'll okay. talk about where the future but may when, have when, gone. When Harry gets the suit, yep. And as uh, as we're going into the final act, so that's a, sort of between second and third act, you get the glimpse. The glimpse. He's getting the suit. Well, he's getting something to yep. to go down that path. Where does that sit for you? And I think it's severely rushed. Anyway, I think we all think it is. But, but yeah, it's very ham fisted. I also think. It, doing it that way takes away from the characters that they're yeah. going to create. Like, what's the point of having Dr. Octopus yeah. if you just give him the arms? Yeah. Mm. That's, what's his arc? Yeah. Or is he just a lackey? Yeah. Same thing. Like, Rhino, I guess, I don't mind because he's, he's yeah. just a dude that got chucked into a suit anyway. Yeah. But stuff like Scorpion, yeah. Vulture, these are all separate characters. Yeah. If you're just going to give them suits, it kind of just, maybe they had a logic to it. Maybe there yeah. were people who had a vendetta and they signed up for this. Anyway. Yeah. We don't know. But I think it sort of cheapens the legacy and yeah. the actual characters themselves. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so, are we hitting final act? Yeah. Um, what are we let's talk. Like? I want to talk a bit more, a bit yeah. more about the middle. Yeah. Um, just because it is a lot. There's a lot going on, yeah. and this I think is the weakest part of the movie. Yeah. I think the start and the end are fairly strong. Yeah. I think the middle is where it falls apart a bit because there's just. We talked about tone before, yeah. and this is where it just bounces around. It has to do with what Jack was saying, where there's so many storylines going yeah. on. Some of, it's, some of it's teen romance, yeah. some of it's you know superhero stuff, Meshing genres. Some yeah, of it's it? you know thriller mystery, sci-fi yeah. mystery, yeah. and it just it is all over the place. I can see why people yeah. don't like it that much. I, there's one scene that sticks, or there's a few scenes, like a streak of scenes that sticks in my mind, where he has an emotional montage yeah. in his bedroom. There's Peter Parker. Yeah where he's building up the map yeah. and there's this pop song playing in the background and he builds up this big thing and it's this like two-minute montage that really doesn't matter in the end. Yeah. And then off he goes and something quick happens. I think Harry's chatting with someone. And then there's another like two-minute montage with a cheesy pop song where Peter's just fixing his web yeah. shooters to fight Electro. Mm. It's that kind of stuff where you don't need this. No. You're just filling time for the sake of it. Cut some out. Yeah. It would have run a lot smoother. How long did this run for? Yeah, it must have been one. Like yeah, yeah, it was two yeah. hours 20. That's a long movie, I feel like, for back yeah. in that day. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it was long. And you know, you say back in that day, but it wasn't Eight, even that ten long Ten years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the movies weren't... Yeah. 2014. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. seven. Yeah, like, do, is, do you find yourself getting bored in the middle of this film? Yes, or, or every st- time I watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just because it does fall flat. After that um, New York scene um, in Times Square, yep. uh, <laughs> I think it just doesn't find much grounding until the final conclusion, yeah. really. Well, I think it's it, it stems from the fact is they don't know what to do, and I'm sure those meetings, as we joked about before, would be, well, we need to get all these stories in because we need the Sinister Six movie soon. We need that soon, so we need these characters. We need to throw this in, throw these extras in. Whereas, again, the long game doesn't always seem like the correct one from a business standpoint. This movie, the budget is very wide between two hundred and two hundred ninety million, so that's that's a big. But it did make seven hundred million at the box office, so it might have not made as much money as they hoped. Yeah, but it still was did quite bo- well. So it was a bona fide hit. It made cash. Yeah. Now again, they probably would have wanted a billion dollars because it's Spider Man. They're thinking they need this, but I think that's down to the fact is people like us would have not given it repeat viewings. Yeah. Because they, go- you sit back and go, I don't want to go see this again. Whereas, as, despite some of those other ones that we've seen two or three times at the cinema have not been always the greatest movies, but they've always been entertaining through the whole thing. That's yeah. why you want to go spend your two hours there. This middle part does not entertain enough to get you to the final battles and sort of the stakes as much as it should. Yeah. And I think that's why 
it, it sort of lets me down massively. Yeah, and we should talk about the end. I know we will at some point, but the ending was also what stopped me from rewatches yeah. as well. Really? And let's, both let's just go into the ending because yeah. I think it's the, I'd say it's the best part of this film. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I th- you go, Jack. Let's talk. Well, you set up the scene. You tell, tell us what happened. Yeah. Well, it depends which part of the ending are we talking about. Are we talking about the electro, well, the end of the electro storyline? Do the, the electro and then we'll go, bit, yeah. yeah. I think the electro fight's yeah. really cool. I think mm. the, uh, obviously the stakes and stuff they've set up there at that point, electro's just Goblin's lackey. But mm. I think the fight scene and stuff with them is really cool. It does turn into, it looks like a video game because it's all CGI at yeah. that point. Mm. But, you know, when he's swinging through the yeah. electronic pylons. And the sounds. Yeah, I think, yeah. actually, I think the music. This is where the movie should have ended. I th- you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad. I like. I'm glad we got what we did. Yeah. After, after you know, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I think the electro stuff's yeah. really cool. I actually think the music they did with electro, like whenever yeah. he's on screen, is actually pretty cool. There's always yeah. this sort of unsettling ticking yeah. sort of thing yeah. done. Um. So that's cool. I don't mind the goblin fight at the end. Yeah. I actually think the moment where they are fighting and it's on the clock tower and everything. Do, do it, it. Does this movie? If we remove anything after Electro dies, does th- is this a better movie or a worse movie if Electro was the ending and then the movie sort of finishes? We get like a final scene and I, I know that then it changes what was going on between Harry. It's, oh, a, it's a bad ending because not only do you have the Electro scene that finishes, then instantaneously no, you I have mean, the Goblin fight. I mean, fight. if you remove the Goblin fight yeah. completely from this movie... Does this make it a better movie or not? Because then you you put yes, the, remove one or the other. Yeah, I, so I think because you've made Electro the main guy, I get why they do the end. Yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to think: is this better if you remove the Goblin stuff? You've teased it. Mm. You've teased that that's coming as a th- part of the third one, and maybe that's your end credit scene. Yep, is the end credit scene is maybe him flying around or something like mm. him trying to find Peter. Yeah, because I feel like he's also not re- like. I don't know. I just feel like that's the end. And then out of nowhere, he just zooms in. And the rest of this is really cool. I think it's really good. Yeah. But I don't think it makes the movie any better by having it here because I feel like we've finished the movie. We've had our cool long fight at the end. And now we've just tacked on this other thing because, like we said at the start, these are two movies in one. Yeah. And we didn't know how to remove one of the stories. So we ended up putting them both together because he's having two final ba- battles. Yeah, I yeah. remember watching that and thinking, well, well he will be over. in the third. Yeah. Yeah. And I, just, I don't think they wanted to leave it similar to the original trilogy once again, <laughs> leaving Goblin Jr. Yeah. Uh, on the edge of the second and bring him in for the third. They wanted just to throw us and surprise us all well, a little bit to mix it up. I know you want to talk. I'm just going to say one thing. Mm. I think they also wanted to, to kill off Gwen because then we don't have to have another movie of her the will they won't they will they won't they that ends that and yeah. then it means he stays here in, yeah because they set mm. up the England thing yeah. and all this sort of stuff so go no I agree with you in that it feels very disjointed and yeah. that's the issue with the whole movie that yeah. we've said you know too much too many yeah. plot lines yeah. I do think though the death yeah. the final that fight land, with Goblin with doesn't Green land. Goblin yeah. and the death of Gwen Stacy is the best part of this movie yeah. like it's so well done I think it's really be- like yeah. the Especially going back and watching it now and knowing yeah. what was happening. Because I remember sitting in the cinema watching this film and be like, you know that Gwen yeah. Stacy dies at some point, but you're thinking, surely they're not going to kill her off. Yeah. It's only been two movies. Yeah. like, But they do it. I remember when she drops. I'm like, oh, he's got her. And that's uh, that's, a, a, that's another a, yeah. really amazing part is the ambiguity of yeah. that scene. You do, and they play a real, you don't know if, yeah. did she hit the ground? Did yeah. he give her whiplash when he caught her with the yeah. web? And, you know, they, they don't overblow it, I think, at yeah. any scene. You know, after she hits the ground. She's gone. It's just, you know, there's no music or anything. No. There's no swell. It's just silent. It's Andrew Garfield acting, and I think he does pretty well. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that whole the whole scene that leads up to that, I think, going back and watching it again, just the tension builds up because you know what's coming yeah. and it lets you appreciate all the little details. You know, it's a bit cheesy to have he shoots the web and it turns into a little hand yeah. going to grab, but I actually think that's really yeah. creative and really visually yeah. appealing and, like, makes yeah. sense for the it scene. Was. It's a metaphor. Well, it's not really yeah. a metaphor, but it's it just I think it's really beautiful. Um, so that part of the movie just nails yeah. it 100% for me. And it from there into the ending, I think that all works really well. Again, it probably shouldn't have been in this movie or or Electro shouldn't have been in this movie. But I think despite everything else that happens before, I think that really just nails it and kind of brings it a bit together at the end. It just mm. finishes strongly. Yeah. Agree, disagree? I mean, you saw it coming. You've read the comics. I didn't see this coming. Yeah. I thought there's no way they're going to kill Emma Stone. She made the first movie huge and obviously she draws <laughs> in the box office for the second. Uh, I was just caught off guard. And that last bit when she does hit the ground, I'm like, no way. They did not so just pull this movie. Did it have an impact on you? Did huge you like, impact. Yeah, yeah. Huge impact. And while it affected you in that way, it affected me in the complete opposite way. I was thinking, I don't really want to watch this again. It left the second one on such a sour, sad note that it never fully recovered. It, yeah. it really ended on a really sad note and it never picked up on a high again. And knowing there was no third, mm. I just thought, this is the way these two movies end. You know, Gwen Stacy dies. Well, I mean, we didn't know there wouldn't be a third at the yeah. time, I at guess. At the time, yes, yeah. but now it, it, there is no third. Yeah. It just seems like on such a sad note to end these two films on that it's, just, it's just hard to rewatch. But would you, in that case, would you sort of say that, I mean, because it did have an impact yeah. on you that it's actually done reasonably well, that it actually had an impact on you, they were able to pull this off to an effect where it's actually kind of emotionally affecting. I think that's a... That, is a it's bit probably of a the credit. best part of filmmaking, and in, yes, in the and no. I think that's the, the that's the hardest thing to pull off. Obviously, like from a plot's point but of view, obviously it might not be as satisfying. But if you actually feel something, I think that's a that shows that they actually managed to do something pretty well. well with let's that, say so. it succeeded, but it didn't yeah, in yeah, my it had, enjoyment. It, for it the did film. succeed, but it had a negative yeah. effect. In I it, think in it, in when a death of a lead character comes in, I know a, a lot of films have struggled to actually land that pathos. Yeah, yeah, yeah to, to actually to land killing off a main character without yeah. them then coming back. Yeah. Whereas we know this character's gone. We, we understand also Spider-Man's arc is... Now, sometimes Gwen Stacy is just there and he's already been dating Mary Jane and she's sort of like the 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 flirt. Will he move off from Mary Jane? Sometimes, if not, or she's always at the start and then Mary Jane comes later. So we know... Again, we haven't even spoken about Cheyenne Woodley being cast in That this, whole thing. That whole debacle of her being in multiple scenes and then just cutting everything. How yep. long was this movie going to be? Mm. But we also know that those two characters are, are always together when it comes to the end of it. So it sucks that she was going to die and I was excited at this point to be like, okay, well, now we're going to get the Mary Jane. That yeah. and, and maybe that's also an interesting arc that Peter can go on is it, does he love again, all these things about... He's had loss. He's had grief. Everyone is now, he's loved, he's leaving. Is how does he let someone else in? And I think what hurts me most about it is we don't ever get to see that. Yeah. Because I think Garfield is an excellent actor. When it comes to this, despite I'm getting a lot older when it gets to this point, I would have nearly even liked a larger time jump. After I know I'm digressing to what a third one could be. Yeah. But where it's like he's now having to deal with loss and letting someone in, and we know Mary Jane and him should be together. But... I think they nail the ending in this one in that scene of the grief, the loss. It sucks. The time passing between, between the death yeah, and, you know, yeah. Spider-Man hasn't been seen it's for a long, long time. time. Yeah. I think that's done really well. Um, I think you're right, though. I think it would have, in a in a world where we got a third movie yeah. like this, 
it would have been great to explore that because you know he he made the promise to Gwen's dad yeah. to leave her out of it, yeah. and he didn't. Yeah. And this is what happened. So seeing how that affects him yeah. and whether he just completely completely shuts himself off from love or anything, and how he eventually wins that back, that would have been really fascinating to see. Because um, that's again, that's part of the appeal of Peter Parker. He's just a hu- he's just a kid essentially. He's yeah. a guy like everyone else. Like, how would you deal with that in that situation? Now. Uh- the scene with the tease of the Sinister Six. Yep. Does that work in this part of the place in the film, or should this be in another place, or not at all? I feel like that's a post-credit scene. I feel or like a that's credit scene because the tonally it it diverts again up and back. It's just like it's just there for the sake of it. We got to put this in. What's that? What's the movie that had like three or four endings? Uh, oh, no. the Snyder Cut. Yeah, it feels like that where they just. Uh, <laughs> It's a lot of the they fit style, like yeah. three or four things right at the end when they could have just they probably should have just concentrated on Peter and him getting back in the that's, mask. That's and, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, it feels a bit awkward jammed in at the end yeah. there because um, if, if you have that, I'm like, well, then we get our tease of the Sinister Six. This is what we get. The Rhino little thing could still happen at the end. That can be one. Of, that can be your final part of the movie mm. because he's back in the suit. Yeah, that's cool. We we get it. But I would have also liked at this point sometimes with this movie is like, why don't we, why don't we get that in the next one? Yeah. Why don't we get a movie where we finish and we get Spidey's not been in the suit and then we get the stressful nature of, fuck, they're putting together a team of six bad guys. And that, that's what inspires him that's to what, come That's back. what he inspires him to come back. Do you back. think that would have gone down well at the time? This was, uh, I mean, Avengers was pretty, yeah. I won't say divisive, but like when it ended on such a yeah. bummer, it was a pretty big deal. Yeah. I don't know if that would have, and, but we knew at a certain point we were getting a second part, whereas this mm-hmm. one, because it wasn't guaranteed, I think... If they left it on, a, it sucks on a bummer. It's more of the final shot, though, where it's like, I wanted the rhino fight, and then he just ends. I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay with it. I think yeah. the payoff with the rhino is not yeah. bad. Yeah. Like, in terms of bringing him yeah. back in a new capacity and sort of mm. inspiring him back to action. I think it actually works all right. It's very cheesy with the kid. Yeah. But they but they did tease that huge, that rhino fight in the trailer, I remember. Yeah. And oh, I was yeah. waiting for that the entire film, and that was the... That just was like bef- the money shot before yeah, the, the title Yeah, the money shot it. before... Yeah, the t- yeah, and it turned out to be the end credit sequence. The, yeah. the rhino design of the suit is also really yeah. fucking dumb. Yeah. So that's that one mm. swear word for the week. Yeah. Um, I just think... And I think this is like down to like how this conversation has come out is... We're a little all over the shop because the film is all over the shop. Because Correct. There is a lot of good redeeming features in this film. There's a lot of there's two movies that again I'm, I'm like going through the cast again and you go this movie if it's just the Electro if it's just the Norman Osborn can have Mary Jane in there. It can yeah. have that character and that probably makes it two hours instead of two hours and twenty and deleting yep. things and then I feel like we would have either got. I think we there. There's a lot of good things about this character. What I think hurts because we will never get the third one. Yeah, and I think sometimes not that we always need a trilogy, but I think sometimes when something ends, when it's not, when it still makes money, it's not like it's bombed completely. It's not like it's been a massive failure that we come out of it like a Justice League was that we made no cash, or even Batman v Superman that wasn't a big hit. And this wasn't amazing. We still make cash. That I, I still think we deserve it. Yeah. Now it pulls into the fact that I think we've got a very good Spider-Man and it's done It worked very out well. well. It wor- it's worked out for all of us. But, yeah, it's worked out for all of us. But it gets to a point where it's like, okay, shit, like this is... Maybe we did get the best thing that could ever happen out of this and this will be the enigma of two films that we could talk about. Where does this go for the rest of time? Yeah, it's, it's a, it is it is an interesting franchise to talk about because yeah. it is kind of like... It is like the teenage years. You know, they had the... The growing period, the, the you yeah. know the, the they blew up with the original Spider Man trilogy, and then they sort of had the awkward transition to phase and to figure out what they could do with Spider Man next, where they take this character, what they should do, what they should avoid, 
And I guess that is what led us to the Spider-Man films we've got now, which are, again, pretty substantially different to these films and the original trilogy. You know, they don't deal with a lot of the yeah. same subject matter. But I think you don't get... Potentially, you don't get those films without these films. I think these are an important step in the history of Spider-Man mm-hmm. in film. It's uh, maybe not necessary, but I think it's one that helped shape... Well, I think it will hopefully help shape the rest of this Sony universe of Marvel characters and what is necessary and what's not I, and also how you throw together plot lines of stories. And I don't know if it will shape and they might still continue to throw together that's, stuff. That might be one of the lessons they incorrectly learned from this movie. It's like that was, it might not be the cleanest movie, but it'll still make a lot of money. Uh, yeah. I mean, Venom was kind of in the same boat. It was a bit all over the shop, but yeah. it still made a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It's a. We could talk a lot more about these yeah. films because I think they are really interesting. Just you know, even the going into the production and the history and all the stuff that goes into it. But I think we we should leave it there. Yeah. I think that's a very deep dive into two films that people probably don't want to spend a lot of time <laughs> thinking about. But just give us sort of. We'll do a sum up. We'll give us your thoughts on the legacy of these films, where they stand, you know, and your overall just like thoughts on the franchise. Uh, I I believe these are necessary Uh, at the time. It was also a thing with Sony has one character that makes them money and it's Spider-Man and that's their biggest, biggest play. They need that. They tried. It didn't overly work. And and after this, they had to run to Marvel. And I think it's actually been the best thing for them is they've got a Spider-Man right now that is, I think nearly universally loved. But this one here is universally divided, and I think there's a lot of redeeming great features from these two movies. Some stuff that I will still let me watch it every two or three years, and I will enjoy my time, but I'll also sit back and be like, yeah, they did stuff that up. Mm. But I don't think these are bad films at all. I even think the second one is not a bad film. I think it's a disappointment. Mm. It's like when you're not angry at someone, you're just disappointed. And I think I'm just disappointed that there are so many good things that could have happened and they just didn't nail it. Yeah. Jack? Um, as much as I did and did not like them, I think I have a very mutual experience with both these films. Didn't love them. Didn't overly hate either of them when I first saw them in the cinemas. But it was a learning experience for both Marvel mm-hmm. and Sony. And thanks to them, like you said, Connor, they, they wouldn't be where they would are today with the franchise. And they had to happen. Yeah. I, uh, I will say that I've pro- they're probably not... I remember ended last episode. I was pretty passionate about saying they're underrated. Watching them again, look, they're not perfect films by any means. They're not great films, I'd say. I think they're still good films. There's a lot. There's a lot to like about these films. Um, you know, the individual performances are great. It's. I think it's just some of the scripting, some of the filming issues. I think it's. It's probably you know more studio stuff than anything that really lets these films down because I think they could have been really good, and for the most part, like a lot of it, I really enjoy. Mm. The middle of the Amazing Spider-Man Two is probably the weakest part of these films for me. The rest of it, I really have a good time with. Again, I said this last last episode, and I think I've said it before. They're good Spider-Man films. Yeah. They are like reading a few episodes, a few issues of the comic books where there's, you know, they always have threads leading into the next villain and bouncing around between characters. And I think that's okay. I think it's not for everyone, obviously, but for me, I'm okay with that and I really enjoy it. Um, So, yeah. Thank you for indulging me with this long chat about these two films. No, I think that's the beauty of this podcast in a way too and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other ones out there is there's a lot of movies like this that we'd want to, want to chat and, and really deep dive into and, yeah. and we've put two movies together as one and mm. in a story but I, I think this is a really 
it's a fascinating it's a conversation of, of Marvel films and, and comic book lore. So shall we uh, – we'll have a quick show and tell. Let's do it. Whip quick show it. and tell. Quick one. Now, Jack, at another point, are you a, you're a friends man or you're not a friends man? I haven't right. really watched any, so I'm uh, – You watched The Reunion? I did, yes. Um, let's just do a quick quick whip. I, I think this is – I am interested to that, hear your thoughts on the, this. The mo- I think the moment's nearly gone of this anyway. Um First, Jack, question. Did you want a reunion? No. Did you want a – yeah, you didn't want a movie or anything. I'm the same. We didn't need it. Was this, Did this satisfy your palate at all? No, it didn't. Uh, it, don't get me wrong. It yeah. could have gone a lot worse as okay. a reunion goes. A lot of people wanted a fresh episode. Yeah. But looking no. at how the cast have aged, I'm kind of glad <laughs> it didn't happen. I still think my favourite one is Joey because he's just let him uh, – Matt LeBlanc has just aged. He just and I'm like fine with that. He looks fine, whereas the rest of them had all surgery. had so much surgery. Yeah, Joey just is genuinely there for a good time. Yeah, he's he recalls the most facts. You know, he you can tell he loved his time on the set back. You know, what seventeen years yeah. ago. Um, but he's had nothing done to him, yeah. and he just looks. He's just a not good guy. Whereas Jennifer Aniston seemed a bit fake at times, and but it was a good reunion. Yeah. They you know rebuilt the set. Yeah. To you know, bring back the nostalgia, but certain aspects of it, I didn't think James Corden was necessary. So, I'll tell you as right the interview now, person. the best parts of this episode, if they removed all the James Corden stuff, mm. I'm fine. Do you like James Corden normally? I, I do. I, see, I just felt do. like he wasn't the person to do this interview. Do you think Ellen or someone else? No, but see, El- no, she's, she's, no, her time's Ellen's gone now. Done. But if this was maybe two years ago, I felt like she might have been. I a think to you, I think it was you were saying. I might have been. Airy, like obviously the ideal person could have nearly been a Paul Rudd interviewing them. That mm. could have taken away though because he's probably a bigger star than them all and it's that's true. why I don't think they and also... And he has a history. But also I don't think they wanted him nearly on there because he is the biggest star <laughs> of them all. Mm. Now, 17 years on, he's he has not aged a bit. Yeah. Mm. But when it comes down to it, I don't think we needed James Corden. We needed someone to play that role who we don't know. That position though was not needed because I don't think we got enough out of that conversation of the interview We've seen images of them eating the classic trifle and stuff. Mm. There was a lot of stuff cut. I reckon okay. there, there was a lot of cut stuff. Mm. The best part was them playing the games and walking around the set and the table reads. Did you like the table reads? Oh, they okay. I thought they were a bit boring. Yeah. I've seen the scene before. I don't oh, yeah. need to see again while they're just sitting at a table. Yeah. And there was you know, a bit where they're re-watching old bloopers that yeah. I've seen on the DVD yeah. extras multiple oh. times. But, but is this um, the thing that <laughs> they... I'm not boasting, but it's just like something I've seen. I don't really care for their reaction. But I think the thing is I liked that. Well, I agree. I don't really care. But I think the thing that's the beauty of a lot of this is these guys have not watched this back, some of them. Mm. I know I know. I think Matt has because he's like, I'll put it on when it's yeah. on. And David Schwimmer, I think he said his son or daughter is now starting to rewatch and they're about 10. Whereas I think Perry, Matt Perry does not remember a lot of it. No, I think but, that was the saddest bit of the whole well, show. show yeah. He's clearly had a rough time in these 17 years with whatever he's well, been No, going. he was had a rough time while he was on the show. Yeah, yeah, but even... Yeah. He doesn't remember filming a yet. whole lot. Since, but I think yeah. the others haven't seen a lot of this and a lot of them mm. have put this behind themselves. So to get this memories together, well, I think the problem is when you get to something like this, you go, well, what, how do we spend two hours? Mm. What are we going to do for two hours? Two hours, okay, that's not what I thought it would be. Yeah, it was, it was a two-hour show and I reckon they probably had them there for a bit, but... Yeah, and I agree with everything you're saying, Jack. I just think, yeah, um, mm. I, I'm, I'm sort of feel for them in a way because again, they'd probably taken ten million dollars out of this or fifteen million. Yeah, they, I think they took, I think three each or something. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. to come for one or two days of shooting, mm. and but I think the emotional side of the things that these guys, 
We care so much. I didn't care for the bits where they're talking to someone from India about the fact that friends. No, I felt that like they just really forced some of this content to fill Why do we need David Beckett? But mm-hmm. I think I was happy just to see them sitting there and chat about it. I did like the table reads. I thought they were mm. interesting because, again, I think it was just more their moments themselves to recreate mm. scenes in their head. But nah, yeah, Some random fine. guest stars too, but like I said, they did miss the bigger ones like Paul Rudd and I don't know um, – is it uh, Applegate and Christine yeah, Applegate? Yeah, yeah. You know, just do you know? Probably my favorite thing of the whole thing was when they'd forgot Mr. Heckle's name. Yes, but they didn't. Edit. I so thought he one, died. So it was one of my biggest surprises. So it was like season one, a character who lives underneath them or above them. Ah. But they're like guessing. They're doing the guessing game. That, that famous scene, and they're like, "What's his name?" And all six of them don't know his name, but he's there. So it's awkward. Oh, so he comes in, and they're like, "That oh, sucks." Was, but also, I love the fact that they didn't fake it. You know how those things yeah. could be like, okay, guys, you got it wrong. So what we're gonna we're gonna redo it now, and you're gonna get the question right, yeah. and then he's gonna come in, and then they had the identical hand twin and all yeah. these things. Yeah. Like, oh god, yeah. um, that's probably enough to but talk yeah. about the friends reunion. Yeah, it was nice to see, but yeah, yeah it's been done. Uh, did you watch anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, last night I watched, sat down and watched Bo Burnham's new Netflix special, uh, Inside. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know Bo Burnham, he's a stand-up comedian from the US. Um, very funny guy, very smart guy. He does a lot of musical comedy, very talented yeah. musician as well. Um, I won't go too much into his backstory, but he, he basically hasn't performed live for a long time, and then he sort of surprised announced this. Uh, and it's it's his, It's his. not really a stand-up special in the traditional sense. It's all filled, filmed inside a room at his house during the pandemic. Yeah. And he filmed, shot, edited, wrote everything himself, just in this room. Um, and it's sort of... It's not really stand-up. It's kind of a stand-up special mixed with like a doco sort of thing. It's First of all, it's beautiful. He, for the, he's I'm just, even looking at image, images of it's, it now. Yeah. It's stunning. It, the fact that it's just set in this one... It's sort of like in his shed, essentially. Yeah. But he does it all in this one room and he manages to get so much out of it just with different lighting effects, different camera angles. He's a filmmaker as well. He directed a, a movie called Eighth Grade a few years ago that got really good reviews that I haven't seen yet. Um Anyway, but so it sort of, you know, it, it leans into his classic sort of fare, which is these sort of really cheesy, like cheeky pop songs that he plays. And they sort of, you know, he talks, he makes fun about white women. There's a yeah. song about white women's Instagrams. And he yeah. does another one about FaceTiming with his mom, which actually sounds just like a good pop song. Like yeah. all these songs are insanely catchy and super funny. He's, he's, he's sort of good at like setting up something and then deconstructing the joke, but then yeah. also turning it, like making that really funny as well. But where it gets really interesting is the sort of vignettes between the songs and where it goes on. It sort of progresses um, through his production of this special, which originally was only supposed to take a few months, but it ended up taking a whole year. Yeah. And sort of, you know, as so as it goes on, you see his hair and his beard start to get a bit longer and start to get a bit scra- scrappier and a bit mangier. Um, he's, he films the moment he turns 30 on camera. It's him sitting with just an alarm clock and just... He, he pondering what it meant, you know, saying mm. he didn't want this to be how he spent his 30th birthday. He wanted this to be done. And, you know, it, it, beca- it becomes to get pretty intense. You know, he makes several references to k- killing himself and talking about stuff like that. It gets really serious. There's scenes where he's sort of, you know, he's trying to do a line, but he just breaks and he can't do it. There's a moment where he breaks down in tears as he's trying to talk about this special that's consumed his life, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's really powerful, it, but it also it sort of blurs the lines between the performance and the reality. You're never entirely sure whether this is a performance or whether this is constructed to look like it because he's yeah. just so good at subverting expectations and playing with 
you know, the performance. And he's very self-aware of talking about, like, you know, as a comedian, what's the point of trying to make people laugh at the moment? Is it for people yeah. or is he just indulging himself and wanting to make himself the centre of attention? And he asks all these really deep questions. Anyway, it's I, I, I'm not smart enough to explain yeah. it really well, but it's really funny. It's really, like, it's it's very touching the way it's done. It's super memorable. I've been, since I watched it last night, I've been listening to the songs over and over again because they're, they're both hilarious, also super catchy, and some of them are just like really lovely songs. So I'm hoping they get put up on Spotify at some point. Um, it's, it is it is different. It's not a traditional comedy special, as I said. So I'd recommend going and watching maybe his other stand-up show, Make Happy, which is also on Netflix. Yeah. And if you like that, Go in into Inside because you'll get a vibe for his kind of humor and you'll yeah. sort of see the path that he's going on. But yeah, I loved it. I, like easy, like 10 out of 10. I already yeah. want to watch it again. Chad's anything else you watch? Uh, I saw the premiere of The Conjuring 3, yes. The Devil Made Me Do It. I thought um, they had more than three of these movies. Uh, well, they do. It's a whole yeah. universe, but yeah. this is the third actual Conjuring film. Okay. They've got the Narn and the Curse of the Lorraine and all that. Uh, very good if you like the other the two. Narn, like Narn bread? <laughs> the nun. Oh. <laughs> the nan bread, didn't it? Um, but no, it's very good. Brings back the original cast. Um, and I'll just do it quickly because we're running out of time. It's good. I'd recommend it. It's probably still one of the better horror films on the horror market today. Mm. It doesn't have as many jump scares. It wasn't quite as scary as the original two. Uh, but still has a really good plot and still very, very creepy. And uh, yeah, recommend when it comes out this Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Right. Nice. Um Oh, I'll, I'll talk just quickly. Have you guys seen Midnight in Paris? No. Yes, with Owen yeah. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, lots of times. Yeah. It's good. I watched it on the weekend. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Just really good. What's the sort of, that's like a sort of sequel to another Woody Allen film, right? No. If it was, it's not obvious. No. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, no, just a bit of, bit of time travel uh, in Paris because you're a big Paris fan. I actually, I don't, to be honest, I, I didn't know how I got to it. I was just scrolling through movies and I was like, eh, I'll put this on. I had never seen it. It was enjoyable. Quite a few famous people. It's got uh, Tom Hiddleston in it. It's got Rachel McAdams. So you got Rachel McAdams, Marion Cotillard, yeah, Tom Hiddleston, Corey Stoll, Adrian Bro- Brody, Kathy Bates, uh, Michael Sheen. Like there is a a really good cast, um, and it's just it was a good movie. Low budget, yeah. cute, classic, classic. Oh, this movie, is a, this is again you. Budget of seventeen, but I'm sure a lot's just nearly on the cast. Makes hundred and fifty. Boom, tidy printing, printing cash. Thank you for coming. That's actually one of my, my father, one of my father's favorite films. Yeah, it's a great, time. it's a real mm. good rom com. I mm. really enjoyed it. I, it's on the list now. Probably rewatches. And mm. Owen Wilson divides people. I think. Mm. Wow. I think he's a no, but. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. You just so good it made you angry. Yeah. Um, that was oh. that was the best one of the whole night. That was very good. Uh, no, he. I think he's a better actor than just a comedian sometimes mm. in some of these things. Like he can act in this. Yeah, it's very good. And Rachel McAdams and is definitely. Yeah, he's punching to get Rachel McAdams, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. And then, um, same for winning crashes. Yeah, 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 can't yeah, get away from her. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, I think we're done now. This big episode. Over. Thank you for listening. If you stuck yeah. all the way through all that, yeah, we'll uh, uh, Judd's where can everyone find you? Uh, Jack underscore Mason twenty two on Insta and Twitter. Yeah, Connor uh, at C W J Y M C K N Z E. I'm going to make a shameless plug. Yeah. I'm doing the push up challenge this month. Yeah, do it, uh, yeah. doing 
3,300 push-ups yeah. over the next 25 days to raise money for mental health. Yeah. Uh, how many do you need a day? Is uh, it changes per day. So oh. yesterday I did 130. I've got to oh, do so it. So they tell you how many you do yeah, each day. Yeah, so you get oh, the okay, app cool. and it ticks through. Yeah. It's 105 today, yeah. 180 tomorrow. Tomorrow's cool. going to suck. Um, so yeah, I've got a link on my Instagram yeah. if you want to donate share any it, money. We'll, we'll yeah, I'll put a little story up or something and we can share it across. Perfect. All right. And Is where it, can they find you, Will? Uh, will be cuts. A push-up challenge. Are you feeling good? It's two days in. but are you So far, so good. Yeah. I've been sort of, I, like I space it out. I'll do some in the morning yeah. and then I'll try and do the rest at night when I get home and give yeah. it a break. But like I'm sure group, it'll... Groups of 10 or groups of... Like 25, 30. Okay. But yeah. it'll... We, I could talk about this for a while. I'm intrigued of how people do It'll. Things. I'm sure it'll catch up with me. There's only like yeah. two days where you don't do any. Yeah. So we'll All see right. how we this go. This episode 59. Let's get to our push-up <laughs> so challenge. Jack, do some push-ups. Jack wants to go. You want to go home, man? Goodbye. What's that took off? Everyone, can you still hear us right now? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, see you guys. <laughs> Bye. Is that is the sound? Yeah, the sound's working. Maybe my headphones are stopped. Well, enjoy, guys. <laughs> see ya. Bye. You can edit.